Welcome. This is the Electronic Gaming Mostly Podcast. I'm Hi. Seeker127. I'm here with this asshole. Interrupting cow. Yeah. Boo! G Fuel. <laughs> Sponsored by G Fuel. Uh, today we're going to be talking about a lot of BlizzCon. And then some other random things. JizzCon. JizzCon. Yeah, I haven't watched any of it because uh, I don't want to pay money for a fucking banner for a game I don't play anymore. I'm officially unsubbed to World of Warcraft. Because uh, 8.1's not coming out until December. I'll probably unsub, yeah, until December. So uh, The uh, wife unsubbed. I think my sub runs out the 11th. So, I mean, we were going to play it this week if it ended up being, like, you know, the patch dropping, but it didn't. I might not even so, come back for 8.1. I'll probably come back for 8.1 just to play around in a couple months and then... Go away till the next patch. I might not come back for 8.1 and wait till the next patch until it gets, like, good. I mean, we did the same thing with Legion. We played Legion when it came out. Well, I never unsubbed from Legion, it, but I was also... put it down. I was also at the front well, we put of it the down progression. Two patch cycles, only coming back to dab in it just a little bit. Yeah, but up until we got bored, <laughs> that's all I was playing. You know, this one, like, there's still stuff I could do. I just don't fucking want to. Because it's boring right. as shit. And classes feel like crap. That is correct. It is quite boring. So that's um, my opinion. But we'll we'll get to WoW in a minute. But, okay. I haven't watched BlizzCon. I've only seen the tidbits. So well, what have you seen that's really pissed you ceremony. off? So the opening oh my ceremony God, Stop treating it like the fucking Olympics, Blizzard. Opening free. ceremony. Like. Oh yeah, my God. it's usually free and they that's where they're supposed to do all their big announcements so that you, you know, it's to it's to cock tease you into buying the virtual ticket if you don't already own it. Um, it's also so that you can get announcements without having to own it. So that's cool. You know, they let you join in on the hype of like big announcements. Now, I expected this BlizzCon to be pretty lackluster. It's an offseason BlizzCon. What does that mean? Well, for me, I'm a World of Warcraft player at the core, so I don't really care about anything at BlizzCon outside of new IPs or World of Warcraft-related content. Certainly, you get Overwatch stuff. I don't really play Overwatch anymore, and even if I did, it wouldn't be super exciting. Oh, a new hero. Yeah, like, this hero can ADS. Of... Crazy, well, we'll right? That. We'll get that. <laughs> so it's crazy because if you play Overwatch and you are invested in Overwatch, you're probably watching the Overwatch forums, and <clears throat> you you probably already know what the next hero is going to be. It's probably already figured out. I don't know if it was or not, but whatever, right? Uh, if you play Diablo, you're probably sitting back waiting for another Diablo thing, but you're probably not holding your breath. If you play... Well, this, this uh, year people were because if, they were well, hyping well, it up. Well, get that. <laughs> if you play uh, Hearthstone... You know there's going to be some fucking announcement of some fucking cartoony Disney bullshit. And if you play Heroes of the Storm, you know you're going to get some skin and hero announcements. That's It's pretty standard. StarCraft is just like Diablo. You're probably not going to get much. And if you are, it's going to be like, eh. Even if they would have announced a Diablo 3 and, spoiler, they did an expansion or hero, it's still kind of like a, eh. It's kind of how Diablo is. I mean, I uh, used yeah. to play Diablo 2 quite a bit, but well, I, get it I stopped when Diablo fan. 3 came out because when it came out, they had the real money auction house and all that. Like, it wasn't 
optimized very well. There's all kinds of stutters. You couldn't connect to servers easily. It was really well, I'm bad. Thinking, I'm just speaking from personal perspective. Like I, for me, Diablo is always eh. It's fun. It'll be entertaining, but it's eh. Every everything is like that for me. The only thing that gets me going is the concept of a new IP and World of Warcraft. And I knew they weren't going to do anything World of Warcraft. But what I expected was at least information, a little more information on 8.1, maybe an 8.2 teaser. I expected that in the opening ceremony because World of Warcraft is their big game. I don't care if you are you don't play well, World of Warcraft. maybe not and, for long. You know, if you don't play World of Warcraft and you're a big Overwatch fan or you're a big Diablo fan, I'm, I'm sorry, World of Warcraft is Blizzard's flagship title. That's the big boy in the room. It's the America, and all your games are European countries. All right, <laughs> they're only good if you put them all together. So they come out and they get out on the. You know, they do. They have Mike Morhein come out, starting it off. You know, he does his thing, uh, and then he passes the reins off to you. Think you do, but you don't. And it's great. Oh, yeah. What did he have to say? I'm I'm really surprised nobody booed him. And I'm glad nobody booed him and showed him respect because that guy has been working on World of Warcraft since the Burning Crusade and busting ass. He came out and said, you know, the typical stuff you get from a CEO. He introduced some people, uh, the next guy that came up, which was the, you know, he introduced a trailer that showed off all their games. It was pretty epic and hype inducing. And then he introduced the guy that does World of Warcraft. They led with World of Warcraft, I believe. Um, it was either that or Heroes. Doesn't matter. Um, they had to introduce Ian Hesikostas. They came out. No, Ian doesn't come on stage. They actually. They, uh, he he actually, would be booed. So actually, what happened was he introduced the guy taking over his job since he's getting bumped up, and I was so afraid it was going to be Ian. Yeah. <laughs> like, but they actually brought some guy out that's been around for a long time, and he handled the stage really well and did a good job. But the information he came with was really lacking. He stood up there and he talked about what's been happening in WoW a little bit, and then he talked about the charity drive shit and showed off a little stupid video of the next charity pet, some fucking baby-faced Yeti, and then uh, talked about... He didn't even talk about what's what's coming in 8.1 he kind of did one of those things where it's like horde are you willing to stand by your zandalari allies against the alliance you know that that's that's as far as it went in terms of talking about what's coming in 8.1 um there was no information to be had outside of panels and then they showed a cinematic called lost honor which uh centered around anduin and Saurfang. And it's a, it's a beautiful cinematic. It looks great. It yeah, it's all nicely. fine and good, but uh, it it's just a cinematic. We, we, it confirms what was already being speculated, at least by me here on this channel. Uh, I said that I believed Anduin. Anduin was the one to let him go, and that's what it confirms if you haven't seen it. It's, it's pretty good. Um, people are still afraid. Because of it, it really points towards Garrosh 2.0. I still think people are mis understanding the way things are going to go. Um, we might see Thrall come back instead. People are speculating this because Chris Metzen was actually in the crowd and asked a question during the, the World of Warcraft panel. He asked when the true war chief would return. Uh, 
and people that you know is all joking and shit like that but whatever um i don't i don't know what's going on with that but that's all they did with that they talked about uh and then they had what, what was it? They they had the fucking here's the storm guy come out, and he did the thing he, they always do. They announced a hero, some chick that's not even a part of Blizzard stuff. She was born in the Nexus. Oh. So whatever they're trying to some build rando some probably of, end up being the best hero in the game. They're they're trying to build some kind of she's some kind of shadow mage looking thing, uh, kid. She looks like fucking Annie from League of Legends. Uh, she's they're trying to build some kind of lore about the whole nexus and shit whatever um they showed some skins off and then they came out with the best fucking announcement of the entire ceremony it should have been what they ended with they had a guy come on stage and they showed off warcraft 3 reforged people keep calling this a remaster it's not a remaster it's a remake that's why they call it reforged it's just another word for remake uh, a remaster is when you go over and upgrade the, you know, the the tile palette and uh, stuff like that and kind of smoothen out the edges and make it more HD and round off some fucking shit, whatever. This is they've taken the models and rebuilt them from the ground up. Uh, you, you've, you're going from like, like 16 polygon models to StarCraft 2 level detail models. Uh, and the stuff they showed off wasn't even finished. Like uh, it looked clunky, and uh, with like their in-game cinematics, which if you go back to Warcraft Three in-game cinematics, where the camera angle didn't change, it just zoomed in a little bit. I guess is all that it did. I guess it's technically a camera angle change, but it would zoom in a little bit on those shitty models, and then some text would show up at the bottom of the screen, and then a voice actor's lines would uh, play. In StarCraft 2, they they went for like a full-on cinematic, you know, cutscene type in-game cutscene thing. You had a mixture of in-game cutscene and, and uh, out-of-game cutscene, which is more like pre-rendered stuff. Those were re- those are really hard to tell the difference. If you go watch Legacy of the Void cinematics, which is the final StarCraft 2 expansion, it's really difficult to tell which ones are in-game and which ones are pre-rendered cinematics. Uh so I expect them to bring that quality up, and they're adding that in with Warcraft 3, which makes it a more cinematic experience. That's pretty cool. You get to see the rise of Arthas to become the Lich King from a human paladin that was pretty noble, trying to save his people to his fall, uh, his slow fall into being the Lich King. That's all Warcraft 3 and the and Warcraft 3's expansion, the Frozen Throne, is really just fall? a setup for that. Did yeah, he do just, it with a light feather? <laughs> yeah. It's really, it's really just that. They even, like... They teased it with opening with the Reign of Chaos uh, cinematic, which is the opening cinematic. Uh, and it, uh, man, it was really good. It, it was everything. It was perfectly. It perfectly hits all the marks. It's it's literally the same exact cinematic, just completely updated to look like current tier Blizzard cinematic quality. Um, and man, that took me back because that's where I started when I first got when I got my first computer. I played an MMO called Earth and Beyond, and then I was looking in an electronic gaming monthly magazine. <laughs> and, hey, uh, <laughs> our name's and I <laughs> and I saw World of War, uh, sorry Warcraft three. I was like, that looks interesting. And this was like a month after I got my computer, so I bought that. I bought that game and played that game, and that is where I met Ghost Talk. It's where I got into Warcraft lore. It's you know they had the on the disc was the World of Warcraft trailer and. 
that's that's where it all began for me. So that's that's really cool, and that's what they should have ended the whole ceremony with. But instead, it continued on, <laughs> and they showed off Overwatch. They, it was a nice Jesse McCree uh, cinematic, which their cinematics are on par. A little too cartoony for Jesse McCree, in my opinion. Uh, McCree has a belt buckle that says "badass motherfucker" on it. It's B A M F. Hey, they never came out and said that that's what that stands for. It's that's like exactly KFC. What it stands for. <laughs> um, but the cinematic feels a little cartoony and Disney. Unfortunately, it's still good, but it's not the badass. Well, I mean, that's Blizzard. You know, everything is just a little cartoony. In the cinematic, he opens up a case at the end that has this robot lady crawl out that looks like one of it's one of the original artwork characters. And a lot of people for the longest time assumed that was Athena, the AI that Winston talks to, and he plugged a chip into her, which probably the AI on some kind of like thumb drive or something. And she comes to life and he takes off on the girl that the Ashes motorcycle, which has a picture of Jesse and her on it. <laughs> uh and then they introduced they Jeff talked about how wouldn't it be cool if any of these characters or then he talked about these triplets or whatever they're not going to be a fucking character but you're going to get backstory to them because whatever and then they were like uh, what about uh, what's his name the, the fucking uh, the other robot guy <clears throat> who uh, Bastion no nah, it was some big <laughs> robot dude with like a fucking bowler hat uh and everybody cheered when he talked about that one being a character. And then he, you know, they showed the girl that climbed out of the chest and he said that one and he even gave her a name. So that's definitely in the works. But then he introduced that Ash was the newest character, which is Jesse McCree's ex partner. Uh, the female, she's, vo it's very obvious during cinematic too because she's voiced by a uh, fucking Jennifer Hale. So obviously. Uh, and then they put money into into that voice actor, so that's got to yeah. be the, the one. <laughs> they showed a cinematic which wasn't in game. It was it was trying to em emulate in game. Now, if you look at anything, and if it's based off of actual gameplay, she's a two tap hero. She two shot Farah out of the sky, and she two shot Anna in the distance. It was two hits to kill, and then she one shot Hanzo and Genji in the head, respectively. Although she did. Uh, blunderbuss or whatever that's going to be, her double barrel shotgun, hidden shotgun bullshit that pushes shit back or pushes her back from stuff. And you can like rocket jump with it if you aim at the yeah. ground and stuff. She shot Hanzo once in the head and he died, and she shot Genji in the head after pushing him back and he died. Um, looks like she has dynamite she can throw that she can also shoot. It probably goes off on a timer or she can shoot it and blow it up. And then her super, her ultimate, is actually she summons the robot with the bowler hat that everybody likes. Now that's pretty powerful because I think that's the first and only ultimate in the game where you activate it and it just does stuff for you. You don't have to babysit it or anything in terms of it's a fire and forget ultimate. Yeah. Uh, so Honestly, I'd probably give Overwatch another shot. Not oh, like yeah. getting back into it, but that's that would probably be my my main because yeah, it ADS plays exactly game. like yeah. I play every other game, ADS yeah. and headshots. Yeah, that would be. I mean, I'm probably going to give it a little bit more time because they have introduced some other heroes as well. Uh, but that, that's pretty good. Um, I don't know what they've talked about in terms of. I, I guess BlizzCon's still happening technically. 
I don't know if they've talked about in their deep dive of Overwatch. There's been some deep dives on other things that we'll get to. And then they came out with the kicker. <laughs> Obviously, we're going to skip over Hearthstone. They, whatever. Rastakhan's Rumble. It's a fucking another, it's another Hearthstone thing. It's, it's the same shit every time. There's some stupid trailer with a stupid jingle, and it's way too fucking Disney for what it should be. Um, then they came out, and the, the, this guy with looked like hair plugs got on the stage. <laughs> I feel sorry for this guy. Uh, he gets Wyatt out there. Chang. Now here, yeah, here's the deal. I already knew Diablo wasn't getting a big announcement because the developers released a statement. A couple, we were playing Diablo recently, and on the Blizzard Diablo uh, app, on the app under Blizzard Diablo, they actually had a thing where they had a statement from the devs about BlizzCon coming up and how they didn't, they were working on stuff, but that there's nothing to show at BlizzCon in relation to Diablo 3, but that it is in the works. So there's definitely Diablo 3 stuff in the works. Uh, what they showed off is not Diablo 3. It's a prequel to Diablo 3 that falls in between Diablo 2 and Diablo 3. Now, when they showed this, I was excited because the cinematic looks great. Uh, and I wasn't, again, I thought they, they bamboozled us. I thought, oh my God, they, they tricked us. Here we are. We thought we weren't getting anything from Diablo, and boom, here it is. They did say that they had something to tease, but nothing, nothing gigantic. And they were right. It's a mobile game that's just a mm -hmm. reskin Chinese fucking mobile game. There's a Chinese game developer that has a World of Warcraft clone and a Diablo clone in China that actually, and it's funny because you see well, these things Nikki's pop up on forums. And they own everything. You know, <laughs> so. right. Well, you see, it's funny because you see people on forums all the time link these kind of images and they're like, isn't this illegal? Can Blizzard pursue this? What they don't realize is Blizzard pays these people to make this shit in China. Yeah. I mean, it's weird it. how much they, they own behind the scenes. Like even when I worked for Artery Vapor, which was a Chinese company, if I sign into my work email, guess what it is? Nitties. <laughs> So they, yeah, called, they do corporate email communism, government control. Yeah. And then they also government. outsource. They get outsourced video. When games. You have communism to shut down capitalism and, and uh, companies. You have just one company that's in the pocket of the fucking position. They get everything. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure um, NetEase and Tencent are the same company or one owns sure, yeah. the other. So it's also PUBG. So now this isn't a terrible game. It looks interesting. It looks good. If you put aside the fact that it's mobile <clears throat> and the way they announced it, it looks like a fun game to take a shit with. Uh, I'll probably play it. A lot of people will probably play it. It's going to probably be free to play. This is going to be one of those things that people pick up and play even though they don't like it. Now, here's the problem, the way they announced it. First of all, it was at the tail end of the closing ceremony, which is typically where you put your big dog. Well, this ain't it, my dudes. <laughs> okay. Somebody at Blizzard weren't running this show correctly because they should have put Warcraft 3 Reforged at the end because that got way more hype than this game. Yeah, got. I don't know why they think that this was going to get a better reception than Warcraft Because Blizzard's 3. problem is they look at numbers. They don't look at fucking... They don't actually go to forums and look at what the common people... Like, they... Blizzard doesn't... So you have to be involved in a community to understand what that community really feels you can't just go to reddit for a day and be like oh i kind of get it no, you have to be involved with a community for a long period of time to understand the general consensus of things and the general consensus for the gaming community is that while 
mobile games do sell well. And while mobile games are played by gamers, gamers don't want mobile games. Yeah, well, they, they don't, don't want, want them announced at conventions like they're a big thing. Yeah. No, it's not a big deal. Like phone games are not serious things for gamers. It's something I mean, that you play on if a I road play, trip. If I play a game on mobile, it's always like Cards Against Humanity or you know something that's something like, yeah. pretty simple because every time you try to play a game that's meant for another system, you know, you like PUBG, it, it looks like it. shit. You're, you're looking at it on a tiny screen that's covered in fingerprints and your hands get in the fucking way of the game. And there's no like tactile button pressing. It's all touchscreen. Well, so it's not responsive too. I'm like constantly trying to like move my character and it's not going well because there, there's nothing to feel. There's no joystick, you know, it's just a it's screen. An, it's, it's not I think good. It's mostly an immersion issue more than anything. Video gamers want to be immersed in games. Those are the best games. They immerse you. Like uh, if you own a Nintendo switch, you can play breath of the wild. And it's really nice to be able to click your shit into the side Go to the bathroom, do your business while you play the game, and then come back to the television. But the difference is uncanny. If you have access to a television, you will always choose to play it on the television over the handheld. Because we, and I'm sure there's exam, there's people out there that disagree with me, but the majority of people agree with me here. This is, it's more engaging and interesting to play on the big screen. I mean, I I'm surprised they haven't come wild, out with a phone that has like a joystick and buttons on the top and bottom so that when you turn it to the side, it's like, hey, now you have buttons. They had that. I think Sony had a phone that did that. It like slide, it slid out. Yeah, but that was before it was their first phones concept. were powerful enough. It was the first concept before the Vita or something like that. They had I mean, even like Razer has a phone, but it doesn't have buttons. It's got like a 120 hertz screen, which it's is not nice, but that it's hard to immerse yourself on a tiny screen. When I play Breath of the Wild on my Switch in the bathroom, it feels I'm not as immersed. I don't want to do like big story segments or interesting shit until I get done with that and then come and plug it into the television. That's like it's just way more immersive on a television or on a computer screen. A computer screen, obviously, because you're sitting closer to it, even though it's not as big. I don't know, man. Like. The problem is Blizzard looks at their metric data like all companies do and they go, wow, phone games sell a lot. Yeah, of course they do because most people play phone games, whether they play games or not. My parents don't play video games, but they play phone games because they own a phone and it's there. Well, the thing I'm really worried about for, for this is uh, microtransactions. And I'm, you know, I'm okay with microtransactions in general, but I don't want this to turn into another mobile game that's riddled with ads where it's like, hey, you unlocked an ability. Now, either play the game for 30 hours or pay $10 to unlock this new ability. Well, the real issue with the game is that it's it's just a reskin of a game that already exists in China. Uh, it It's going to be Diablo, but the real question has to come down to... So here's the real anger from the Diablo 3 community. The anger from the Diablo 3 community is you've spent time working on this shit. And Blizzard made it worse by even saying, no, no, we built this from the ground up to what? To look just like this other fucking game? Yeah. Well, like, I mean, if you saw the um, Wyatt Chang actually talk during the thing and you saw the follow up that IGN did with him, he just over and over again. Oh, no. Tencent is a partner. We have a partnership. We work as a team, as a partnership, partnership, partnership. So like, double-edged sword. I don't know. What, it was almost like he was trained as into what to say, like they knew oh, it. Yeah, and it's certainly. weird because like towards the end of his speech, it looked like he was about to cry. 
Like it looked like he was getting choked up and stuff. And it's like, there's Good. no way that this guy has that much passion for this game. This has got to be something else. So maybe, I don't just, know. Maybe he was so, coerced. <laughs> the, the problem That's is happy. if this, it's a double-edged sword. So the worst thing they could have done was said, no, we built this from the ground up because now you have people saying, okay, I don't believe you. You built this from the ground up to look just like a game that already exists. I don't believe you. And then you have the people on the other side that are like, I do believe you. And it pisses me off that you put any kind of effort towards this instead of a goddamn Diablo three PC thing. Now, regardless or not, if they're actually doing something in the background and this is unrelated, or if these guys even had anything to do with the Diablo three team in the first place, regardless of that, it's, you're still going to have people that think that way. It's kind of like the wow vanilla thing. You know, I, it's, it's hard for me to imagine that they didn't take personnel or resources from battle for azeroth and put them on world of warcraft classic which leads us into world of warcraft classic <laughs> by the way if you want to release a mobile game do it not at a convention this game yeah, would have been completely accepted if this if this was announced a couple months from now or a couple months ago just randomly this would have been completely accepted and kind of cool you wouldn't have had so much out outburst uh and they didn't even say on the stage there that there's more stuff in the works for Diablo three. Well, they like, could continuously have been saying that, oh, we're we're working on things, but yeah, but they didn't say it on the in the opening ceremony. And there's yeah. a lot of people that don't buy the fucking ticket because they don't give a shit about panels. Well, they also showed off the Terror of Darkshore cinematic for World of Warcraft, by the way, which is pretty cool. You know, it's got Malfurion doing some shit. And I want to see more stuff like that from Druids. And when you think Druids in World of Warcraft, you think, well, tree-hugging tree hippies and peace-loving people because that's how they're fucking portrayed all the time. But when you watch Malfurion in that cinematic, you know, he's fucking ravaging people as a bear. Just you barely get any glimpses of him. And then he's got this moment where he, he, like the troll guy finally sees him and he shifts out of his bear form. And this fucking orc is just laying on the ground and he just kind of moves his hand and these vines wrap around the orc and pull him into the ground, burying him alive. <laughs> that's some pretty cool shit. And hey, that's how druids need to be portrayed he in World War. literally went beast mode. Yeah, literally. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Um so let's talk about classic. Well, what's new with it, first of all? Because I didn't I didn't see it. I don't care. All right. They did a deep dive on classic and uh well it's they're sticking to a lot of I'm I'm surprised to say again, I, I still think it's bullshit that they're even making this. I'm I'm surprised to say that they are sticking to their guns on certain things. Well, we'll get to and the broad spectrum it. of it in a minute, but just let me know what's new so I know what we're talking about. All right, so uh, they, they had a panel where they went on a bunch of bullshit about the database. Basically, they couldn't... One of the reasons why they couldn't bring this game originally when people kept asking for just give us classic servers is because they didn't have that data. They didn't just have it sitting around. They didn't have a source code for it. They had little tidbits of it here and there, but they didn't have vanilla World of Warcraft sitting around. The earliest snapshot of the game they have is 1.12, which is pretty far along in development. Um, 
So what they did was they took 1.12 as a base, and then they decided to tune it and modify it on the current engine to appear and play like vanilla. So to some degree, some areas are going to look a little better in terms of lighting and stuff like that. They they it's and it's really jarring to me, man. This is like I feel like this is such a giant bad move on Blizzard's part. And this might be the downfall of video gaming completely, honestly. Like if this is successful and we see this catch on, we might actually see game developers retroactively downgrading like current technology to try and mimic shitty technology. What you have at Blizzard right now is a team of developers and artists who are taking uh their their building world. They 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 didn't just take vanilla and the maps and all that and import it over and fix it. They have they have taken and they've had to build Westfall from scratch and make it look like old Westfall. What from memory? From pictures and shit like that. <laughs> from images. So I mean there wasn't have, much there. It can't be that hard. If you look at BFA, you have these talented artists who are like adding all these little details to make this place immersive and beautiful and great. And then you have a team that's on classic that's over here trying to basically avoid that and make it look like shit. Uh they even talked about how at one point they just they they played with the idea of making them making the models for the enemies updated and look better but they decided not to do that so the old wow i thought they were updating it like the player models and stuff they're not doing that for nope, enemies they're not doing that either they decided not to do that either so the old wow didn't run on the these are some of the big problems they had in the beginning that didn't run on blizzard cloud it had no battle net app desktop app uh had no login servers, had no customer support access, and every bug and exploit and hack is now reactivated. <laughs> so, really? So they had to go through and figure out because they're basing it for they're starting with 112. So all the hacks and bugs and exploits that existed in 112 are in vanilla currently, and they had they're having to iron that out right now. They're having to get rid of those bugs and shut down those hacks. So that it's not usable. They have to make it run on the cloud. They have to make it work with the desktop. So there, there's a lot of work they had to put into it. Um, they decided to layer the old version in the modern tech to solve that issue. Uh, so the new source code didn't know how to load the old data. They eventually created a prototype to use the 735 client with the old data implemented. So combat wasn't quite there yet. So what does that mean? Okay, so and they talked about this in the panel. So right now in World of Warcraft, if you play a rogue, for example, uh, the rogue energy used to be based off of the server heartbeat. So every two seconds, you would get 20 energy. Boom, boom. And people used to have, I used to have a mod for this. I used to have an add-on that would have a little bar at the bottom of my screen when I played my rogue that would show you the server heartbeat. And every time it would tick and you would, you know, in PvP, you would uh, kidney shot somebody and watch that heartbeat tick. You try to tick out as many heartbeats as possible because energy management was important in killing people in PvP. Well, they updated that at one point 
to where it was going off every it wasn't going off the server heartbeat anymore it was every one tenth of a second you'd get one energy okay so it was the same concept but smoother because you're you're constantly getting energy rather than every two seconds they have actively they have retroactively gone back and made it the old way so if you play a rogue right now it's gonna feel like shit when you play a rogue <laughs> in vanilla just let you know that <laughs> Okay. Even more than it does now. You're already resource starved. Now you're going to be even more resource starved. By the way, you're the strongest fucking class in WoW. You know, what I really look forward to is is just the how unbalanced everything's going to be. <laughs> the complete imbalance in player count. Nobody's going to play Paladins, dude. Come on. Who's going to play a fucking Druid and be forced to heal constantly? Give me a break. Nobody. Most people that picked their class stuck with their class because it took a long time to level them and they got pigeonholed. You know how many people, you know, it's just going to be a bunch of people running around as fucking. No, I'm curious. Like, mages. are they going to go back and are people going to complain about classic and they're going to go back and make adjustments and eventually it's going to be on its own development Probably. cycle? Mm -hmm. or are they just going to release it and say, here you oh, go? Well, they talked about that to some degree. So uh, they're not done with the game yet. Certain things need to be need, need work, including capital cities, dungeons and raids and PVP. The design philosophy with uh, classic is to be as authentic as possible. Wait, 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 wait. What, what, what was that about capital cities and stuff? They're not done with the game yet. They need to still work on some yeah, capital but cities. You listed it off. It was like what capital cities, dungeons and raids, and PvP. So that's everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they want to avoid messing with the one twelve data. So here's some things that they're doing. Uh, there will be no dungeon finder in classic. Typing slash LFR on the demo opens the window, but is unusable and won't be in the final product. Cross realm regrouping is not in classic, or grouping rather. Flying is definitely not in classic. Achievements are not in classic. There is no unified auction house in classic between Horde and Alliance. The debuff limit was a technical limitation of the time, but has not been lifted in classic because it affects the 112 code. So. Currently in World of Warcraft, mobs do not have a debuff limit. When vanilla first came out, you could have six total debuffs on a target. So when you did Onyxia before they patched it in around 1.12 and put it up to 16, uh, wow. <laughs> but it used to only be six. If you were a progression guild before 112, you heard things like, don't put your shitty dots on the target so the warlocks can dot up the target. <laughs> But when oh, but man, when one twelve came out, it was like, hey, put your shadow word pain up there, man. Put your rins on the target. It's exciting. You can have sixteen entire debuffs on the target now. That's what they're going with. Classic is going to have a limit of sixteen debuffs on the target. Mail functions just like it did in vanilla. No more instant mail between guildmates or characters. They want to do this because the fans of this classic vanilla shit are very adamant about the idea of meeting up with people in locations to trade them shit. So, you know, tedious shit that they don't realize you think you do, but you don't. Yeah. This is it, why it's going to fail. This, this is, this is the thing. Like people think these small little things are great, but what they don't realize is they, they just underappreciate these small changes. That's all it is. They think, Oh, that's not a big deal. They underappreciate these small quality of life improvements. You can take mail out of your mailbox faster as it doesn't affect anything. So whatever. There's like little latency things that they've that's going to be fixed because it's on the new engine. The two-hour period for loot trading between group members is staying in Classic. Now, a lot of people are upset about this. But basically, right now in World of Warcraft, if you loot something, 
and somebody's with you in that dungeon, you can trade them loot in a two-hour grace period. This is a, a thing they put in a long time ago because they claim that the reason they did this is they get a lot of tickets from people because a piece of loot dropped uh, and they accidentally looted it. Well, realistically, Blizzard's just an idiot, and this was the player base cheesing the system. See, they didn't accidentally loot it. They just wanted to give their friend the piece of gear. That's all it was. Okay? Now, they're going to keep that. They're going to keep that group uh, thing in so that they don't have to get tickets. Well, I mean, I just think they should ignore the tickets, but whatever. <laughs> well, Bro. I mean, how much time and effort and money can you put into something that is going to be included in the WoW subscription in the first place, you know? Right. The two-hour period for loot trading between group members is staying in Classic, and I'll get to that in a second, the, the, the subscription. Uh, add-ons that pilot your character's rotation are being restricted, even though they weren't back then. They want to find a middle ground between the old and the new. The content release plan is to have staged content unlocks. So you'll get Molten Core and Anixia will be there at launch along with Dire Maul because it's up to 112. And the world boss is Kazak and Azur goes. The formal PvP reward system will not be there at launch because they overshadow early raid gear. So there will not be a PvP reward system just like there wasn't in vanilla. So if you like PvP, you don't get anything. You get shit on by raiders. <laughs> it's just like you did in vanilla. Uh... And then they'll have Stage 2, where Blackwing Lair, Battlegrounds, and Zul'Garub are introduced. Stage 3 is Ankaraj, Tier 0 0.5, Silithus, and the Green Dragons. And then Stage 4 is Nax Ramon. What about that Orion Blood Plague? And the you think they'll fix Lord. that? Probably. <laughs> Silithus will include the opening of Ankaraj event. These stages will launch when it is determined that it is time for them to happen. Who knows where it goes from there. And yes... This is included in your World of Warcraft subscription, which means if you're playing on private servers because you're a cheap bastard, sucks for you. We'll see just how powerful it really is. We'll see we'll see how many people are really willing to resub to WoW because they actually wanted vanilla and not just a free version of the fucking game. Now, what does this mean? This means people that play World of Warcraft will automatically have access to it. They'll probably try, try it out. They'll probably hate it. They might even go to it every now and then whenever there's a, a lull in WoW content. But let's be honest. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. And I'm sure it's fun for the first couple hours. But I yeah, up really... Up until you're, you know, 10, 10 days playtime in at level 32. I really can't... I Like, I can be honest... I think I would have fun playing classic with some friends that I used to play classic or vanilla with reliving a couple things, but it's not going to be the same because all you're going to be doing is desperately trying to recapture what has already happened. It's like, it's like going back to, it's like taking a trip and going to an old house you used to live in and walking around in it. You can look at it. You can, you know, look at little you know, holes that you might have accidentally put in the wall or, you know, little scuffs or something that you're like, ah, oh, I did that or that's, you know, whatever. This is where I slept. That's the nostalgia part. But at the end of it, you can't live there anymore. You can't go back to those moments. You'll never go back to the first time you played Secret of Mana. You'll never go back to the first time you played World of Warcraft. It just doesn't 
happen that way. You can get 15 minutes to a couple hours out of it. And certainly there are going to be some losers that are going to play this shit out of either principle or stubbornness. Well, Secret of Mana is a start to finish game. I played the remake and like probably a year before that I emulated the uh, the original and yeah I played it all the way through. World of Warcraft isn't like, oh, we're done. Like well, it's supposed to be a game here, that you know so just goes on forever. The problem with vanilla is you make a character. This is all there is to do. You make a character, you level that character, and then you raid Molten Core and Blackwing Lair. That's it. There is no other alternative. You could play Battlegrounds, but the best gear in the game is Wrath. If you're a warrior, the best fucking gear you can get for PvP is Wrath set from Blackwing Lair. 100%. That's why they're not releasing PvP. They said it right there. The raid gear overshadows the PvP gear for quite some time, in fact. In fact, the PvP gear they released back then never was better than raid gear. Never. There was no concept of resilience or PvP damage or anything like that on gear. It was just another way to get gear, but it wasn't on par with raiding because they've always sucked raider dick in World of Warcraft since the beginning of it. More so in the beginning of it. There are no heroic dungeons, by the way. Enjoy that. There's no heroic dungeons. It's just regular dungeons. <laughs> Which are going to take forever because you have to actually find people and then you have to. everyone no has to, to go run. there. Without flying, without portals. I'll give you my most fondest memory of vanilla World of Warcraft so so that you guys listening can understand what I mean. At max level, doing Molten Core and Burn and Blackwing Lair, progression Blackwing Lair, farming it, waiting for Anchorage to come out. I had eight of nine of my tier set for Wrath my shoulders never fucking dropped off Chromagus for like 10 months. I I didn't get my shoulders till right before I quit my guild and went to another progression guild that was doing Nax 40. That week is when I got my shoulders and spent the last of my DKP to get it. I had stacked up so much fucking DKP, it was insane. Okay? The fondest memory I have is from that time. While Now, the shitty part was running BWL. The shitty part was... Being on my warrior in near full wrath gear, running my guild's alts through molten core as the main tank, so they'd have an easier time hoping for bindings of the wind seeker to drop, which they never did, by the way. <laughs> uh, over and over and over. And the, the fondest moment I have is the, the only dungeon I did. The only dungeon I did at max level was Blackrock Depth. That's it. You don't run other dungeons for any reason if you're a raider. You don't do it. The only reason I was in that dungeon was to get the Hand of Justice. Okay? That was it. And the drop rate on it was so bad. It was so bad. We ran that dungeon, and there was no date. You couldn't just leave the dungeon and reset back then, I don't think. Maybe you could. I don't remember. Uh, but it dropped off the final boss in Blackrock Depths. Now, the reason why this was fun was because I wasn't doing it with a five-man group. It was me on my warrior in, in Tier 2 and Ghost Hawk on his paladin in Tier 2, and he was a healer and I was a tank. 
and we just went through it together, just the two of us. And we we knew all the little shortcuts to take so that we could do the least amount of stuff to get to where we needed to. You know, we'd go through and and jump down and avoid that boss, jump down in the lava and lava jump all the way to the fucking back so that we could go all the way to the emperor. I mean, it was the same path you take when you're taking people through to do molten core rooms to get them uh, keyed. Enjoy that, by the way. You got to go through Black Rock Depths to get keyed for everybody. Oh, you got to do a stupid fucking quest line and go through Blackwing Lair to, or sorry, uh, uh, Upper Blackrock Spire to get people and Lower Blackrock Spire to get people keyed for fucking Blackwing Lair. Oh, Enjoy attunements. Oh, yeah, attunements. people are going to love yeah. that shit. <clears throat> so that was the only reason why it was fun because it would be late at night. It would just be me and Jihad just fucking doing that shit, talking shit, just whatever. And that was it. I mean... <laughs> That was World of Warcraft for me in that time. Wake up, do Blackwing Lair, run some fuckboys through fucking Molten Core, which was a, was a joke, because it's literally autopilot. It's not fun. It's not that we're wiping. We're going through it, no wipes. It's just monotony over and over and over. And I could do that at 17 years old. I could do that. I could do monotony at 17 years old. I don't want to do that anymore. It's fucking boring. It's just whoa, the same fucking driving. It's like, it's like having a nail and just hitting it with a hammer over and over. The same fucking action. There's no enjoyment out of it. Oh, here we go. You're, you're falling asleep at the computer sitting here tanking fucking. Yeah, I will say World of Warcraft like, is oh. the only video game I've fallen asleep playing. And it's it was during vanilla. atrocious. And if you wipe, it's the worst. If you're in Blackwing Lair and you're doing Cro-Magus and you're doing these fucking strategies where you had to like... And I get it. There's nothing like that anymore. I understand. Nowadays, Blizzard mechanics are like, hey, fucking go stand in this circle and, and soak this object or whatever. That's like the extent of you having to do shit. Back then, you had to do this thing where like you had Cro-Magus who had like fucking different breaths and shit. And you had to have half of your raid duck out of line of sight so that they could get debuffs to drop off of them and then come back out and cycle like that. But that was so tedious the hundredth time. And you're sitting there just like, please, let's not wipe on this boss so we have to do this again. Because just like today, raid fights, they lasted fucking five to ten minutes. You're just sitting there like, oh, 5% wipe. Oh, my God, we got to do this again. It's so fucking lame, especially if you're not the main if you're not the main tank or in the healer rotation, it is fucking boring. There were no damage meters back then, by the way. Nobody gave a fuck about your damage meter. It wasn't a thing. There was no item level back then. It was just come and do the fight. If you die in the fire, you're a loser. And if you were DPS, especially an off tank, I was a warrior, so I wasn't DPS. I was an off tank. That meant I did the least amount of damage that any class does while be, trying to be a DPS. So I'm sitting there standing behind the boss as a warrior. You want to know what my rotation is? Mortal strike, mortal strike, <laughs> mortal strike, mortal strike. There was no fucking... Like, it, it's, it's fucking AIDS. And people want this bat. They're fucking out of their they minds. They think they do, but they don't. You'll see. I mean... I give it's going to be really popular for the first month or two. And then people are just going to start dropping off and dipping into it every now and then. But 
It is and, and I guarantee you, people are going to start bitching about all the quality of life stuff that came later. Like, oh, oh man, this feels like shit. It, it it takes three seconds to cast a fireball. What is that? Like, yeah, you because something. you don't remember it correctly. At the end of the day, Jay Allen Brack will have a big smile on his face. He will get the last laugh at one of these BlizzCons. I fucking guarantee it. I hope so. I'm going to have a smile on my face. Oh, yeah. Listen, I'm all for options, but I'm not for taking development resources from one game and putting it on another just because you're fucking Hey, you know, it would have been fine if Battle for Azeroth turned out okay, but look at the state of it. It's not okay. And it's probably because they took resources and put it on a different fucking game. It's it's insane. All right, so speaking of World of Warcraft, let's talk about Battle for Azeroth. What is Battle for Azeroth getting? Nothing until December when 8.1 well, yeah. comes out. Nothing till December is correct. Uh, I can't believe they're waiting that long. It's already on the PTR. What the fuck? Normally the PTR runs for a month tops. This is ridiculous. Like insane levels of ridiculousness. Yeah, and as far as I know, it's been radio silence from Ian. I haven't well, heard of had, any he AMAs was up on or a panel. He was up on a panel. So this is what they talked about. Uh, so... Next patch will include it will be called Tides of Vengeance and it will include uh the the warfront for Darkshore, which it confirms what my suspicions were, and unfortunately I was correct in that each warfront is tied to a patch. So you don't get like a cycling warfront like you would something really cool. Like they could have put Darkshore out earlier, but they're not gonna do that. It's gonna be tied to a patch. So you'll get this. You'll get this one, and then maybe they'll start cycling between this one and the old one, the Arathi Highlands one or whatever. And then in the next patch after that, 8.2, you'll get another Warfront, right? And it's just going to be, that's how it's going to be. It's going to be like four or five tops, I'm assuming. They're just drip-feeding you content at this point. Yeah. <clears throat> There's not enough to put out right now. They I'm like, Well, we can't release 8.2 with nothing. I'm not going to mention stupid shit like a roller coaster being added to Dark Moon Fair, even though I just did that. I'm not going to do that further out uh so they're going to add warlords drain or time walking whatever uh great they're they're upgrading orgrimmar and stormwind to add specific portal rooms so instead of having the portals spread out they're going to be in a room that's pretty good yeah we've only been saying that for years right that's exactly what we've been saying for a while uh professions are going to have new quests called tools of the trade this is pretty cool. They're basically adding wondrous items from D&D into World of Warcraft. So you'll get these epic quality items that you'll carry in your bags, and they'll be useful to craft, and they'll have little passive effects on them. Um, they're remastering Warsong and Arathi battle, uh, Basin Battlegrounds, because those definitely needed upgrades to visuals. I'm fine with that, I guess. It's really just them not having to make a new battleground which you know what people keep at pvp people keep asking for more battlegrounds honestly i feel like they need to get rid of some of the shittier ones and build new ones instead of just adding more on uh the they're uh upgrading the worgen and goblin models to be up to par with current new models which people have been wanting that for a while it's hard to tell if you just see the new models but when you look at the side by side it's pretty obvious um they're adding in something called Arathi Comp Stomp Brawl. It's a brawl for PvP, which will release in 825, not 
and it will feature Arathi Basin against the new smart AI from Island Expedition. So it'll be players versus the AI. I am 100% for this. I want this to be a standard thing. Uh, that way I can grind out PvP gear without having to PvP. That's right. I know. It sounds ridiculous. <laughs> but oh, PvP sucks. PvP so. sucks. <laughs> so the 8.2 patch is going to be called Rise of Ashara. This is they teased it a little bit. It will include the Nazjatar landmass beneath the sea. Uh, it's not going to be underwater necessarily. I don't know. They talked about that a little bit. There are areas where it's like in a cave and it's not water. Um, it'll add new story quests, new friends for the Horden Alliance. We don't know what that is yet. They haven't talked about it. Uh, so there are going to be new... Uh, I, it doesn't necessarily mean... People are assuming this means playable races. But it doesn't necessarily mean that, right? Blizzard's the type of people like new friends, eh, random fucking shit we never met. Uh, replayable content, I don't know what the fuck that means. New foes, new rewards and mounts, new crab mounts that walk sideways. That's fuck. It's fucking retarded. Baby Naga pet. Oh, Ashara's Eternal Palace will be the new raid with eight bosses. It'll have a Naga hatchery, underwater boss, and Queen Ashara fight. So there is gonna hey, be hey more underwater, underwater shit. <laughs> They're going to add a five-man dungeon called Mecha, Mecha, uh, Mechagon, uh, which is going to be a new landmass. This is basically fucking a big pile of junk that makes up a landmass. A previously closed vault in Kulturas is opened, and within it, a radio transmitter sends a signal for help and points to a new land to explore. It'll be the ancient lost city of the gnomes. The beginning of the adventure is within the Junker Wastes, where heroes will be beset by death robots, Mecha Gnomes, will be heavily involved in this story, and they introduce you to a whole new society and take you to where higher caste gnomes live who have dedicated themselves to the king and having and have embraced robotics. So they're basically gnomes that have cut off their arms and legs and put robot parts on. Whatever. It's a mythic dungeon only, or some shit like that. Uh, <clears throat> Story-wise, Savannah, Saurfang, Ando, and Ajana, Magni's quest to save Azeroth will continue, obviously. Torn and gnomes are going to be the next to receive heritage armor it looks all right new island expedition maps obviously heroic warfronts so they're going to add a higher difficulty to, with higher rewards for warfronts these are for teams of 10 plus players and there are possible uh, and there is a possibility to lose i guess that means you have to be a pre-made group i don't know yeah new arena whatever pathfinder part two and flying will come with rise of ashara so 3.2 is when you get flying eight point two. Uh, Sorry, 8.2, yeah. Uh, season 3 will have a Nazjatar-themed affix, whatever that, whatever. And a vicious mount next season is the Basilisk for PvP. Oh! Get the fuck out it. of here, really? <laughs> That's it. Once again, they're not fucking giving us flying right away. They're waiting again. I don't understand. You're introducing islands in 8.2. Why not just give us flying now in 8.1 where you're not adding new islands and shit and let us fly. And then in 8.2, you're fucking, we know your islands aren't going to allow flying. So what the fuck? Just, they just want to keep people subbed. It increases the playtime. They did the same fucking thing in Legion, man. Fucking insane, man. It's really insane. Hey, here's flying. And also Argus, where you can't fly. Not only that, it's the worst fucking terrain you'll ever see in this goddamn game. It's really <laughs> terrible. 
Want to go from point A to point B? <laughs> no, can't. No, can't. Got to go to point C, D, E, and F first. <laughs> oh, you went to you went to point G. Got to go back to point A. Look at your map, faggot. <laughs> Zoom in all the way. You see you see the craggy rocks? Yeah, they go all the way across the map. <laughs> Fuck that shit. It's pretty bad. But at least your class played well, you know? Everything was pretty smooth. So every time you get knocked off your mount, you just destroy everything. Yeah. Can't do that in BFA. Not anymore. I'm the hero. <laughs> And I just died to uh, a fucking bear. Well, Crab sorry, bird. I was trying to cast and it just kept interrupting me and stunning oh, me and I'm pushing me back. Eagle. <laughs> I'm a demon hunter and I'm dying to an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Unfucking believable. That's really it for JizzCon. Um, I mean, we pretty much covered everything. There's really not much there. It's, uh, I mean, it's in a bad state. Oh, listen to this for classic, by the way. Items collected in classic will not transfer over to modern. Well, good. Fuck yeah, why would they? People. This is from the Q&A. Uh, by the way, Ian's in charge of rating in this game. <laughs> <laughs> the art team is still actively working on adding class cosmetic items, mostly infused in the heritage armor. The team is not... Uh, sorry, this is just general World of Warcraft Q&A. Let's go over this real quick to close out. <clears throat> so this is just answers to questions, not really the questions themselves. Moments of player agency can only happen if there are repercussions. And this is related to... in the On the PTR, there's a quest where for the Horde, you can go seek out Sourfang. Like, Savannah sends you to find Sourfang. She's, her spies have heard that he's being active. So she pairs you up with one of her... Uh, archer bitches shadow uh, rangers or whatever dark rangers and you go finding him and that's where you find that he's escaped prison and he's somewhere you find him in uh you find him in uh right right near the dark portal in the swamp of sorrows and call him out and at this point at first the ptr you had no choice you end up helping Sourfang fight the ranger because the dark ranger intends to kill him because that was her orders was to kill Sourfang. uh and then you def you fend them off and then Sourfang has you you know punches you to make it like he got away and then you go back and tell savannah he escaped and savannah kind of doesn't really trust that what you said there but she's like whatever <laughs> uh and he, he escapes presumably to the dark to the dark portal. I don't know what he's going to do there. He's probably going back to try and get the Maghar to come back with him or something. Whatever. Uh, <clears throat> I uh, Interestingly, they put a thing on the PTR a couple weeks after. I don't know if it was planned or if it was from feedback where you can choose to side with Sylvanas and not you can you can choose to side with Sylvanas and not fight the Dark Ranger, uh, and he still gets away or something like that, or you can choose altogether at the beginning to not even fucking. I don't know if that was a joke or whatever, but I assume that that was a thing. Maybe I got got it on that, but it looked like you could choose to not even get involved with it. Um, of course, for Alliance, this doesn't even affect you at all. 
So the Sourfang question, they say here, the Sourfang question 8.1 is a bit of an experiment in player agency. They want to avoid senseless choices like, should I collect these pumpkins? But you uh, emphasize major choices in the future. So it looks like World of Warcraft might be moving towards a choice-based system in the quest system, which is great because if you're a Well, druid, what kind of choice-based system? Are we ta talking like Bioware well, choices or are we talking about Telltale choices? I think we're talking... Well, I don't know. It, it probably, I think it's telltale where it doesn't really affect the outcome of the story because they're going in a direction, but you can at least immerse yourself and not feel like you had a hand in it. So if like, for example, if you're a druid for the horde and you're in Darkshore killing night elves and burning down forests and shit, that doesn't make a lot of sense for your character. Now, some people might not care and just be like, I want the quest XP. I'm not really here for immersion or RP. But there are people out there that's like, I don't feel like my character would do this and would rather opt out. So it looks like... I'll just take the XP now. Out. Thanks. Right? <laughs> opting out looks like it'll be a, an option. And maybe, you know, maybe it gets serious in the future. I personally think that Sylvanas is going oh, man, to... Wouldn't that be forward. something if, like, it was something out of Knights of the Old Republic where it's like, hey... Yeah, I'll give you what you need, but first you need to go find my daughter and tell her that we need more more of this part for the moisture farm and <laughs> then come back and do this puzzle. And your options are, yeah, okay, I'll do that. Or your dark side choice, which is how about you just give me what I need and I won't kill your entire family. And he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. okay, here. Because that's what's going to happen. The people who don't really care about the lore or their character and just want to yeah. min-max, Man, everyone's just opting out of this fucking quest. Why is that? Because it turns out the people are addicted to your game, but they fucking hate it. Well, I'd love to see them go really far into the story arc and be like something like if Sylvanas were to leave the Horde, do you want to join her like that? I think that would be it's daring and I doubt they'll do it, but whatever. So Chris Metzen asked a question. Whatever. They don't even say it here. Uh, there may very well be a job posting in the future for a new war chief of the Horde. That's the answer they gave for his question. For when the real war chief is going to return, and if there is, they will call Chris Metzen. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I wouldn't mind seeing Thrall come back. It's a really great way to build it up. Uh, it's funny because you used to get the horde on the subreddit back in the day and on the forums bitching about Thrall, like Thrall is green Jesus, blah blah blah. He's such a Mary Sue, and then he leaves and Garrosh takes over and Garrosh dies, and now so and then you know. They get a troll, fucking Vol'jin, and then now Sylvanas, and they're all like, we want Thrall back. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't mind seeing him come back and be like, I'm going to lead the Horde to what it should be, and that kind of closes it out. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, there is a fundamental rewrite, rewrite of the code for the auction house that is actively being worked on. When it is implemented, the Band-Aid fix for the 20% auction house cut will, uh, will not be needed. Items collected in... Oh, we already read that. The, um, the team is not satisfied with what leveling has turned into, especially at high level. They agree that something needs to change and are actively working on ways to improve leveling. What do you mean leveling at max level? What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> Ian is not sure how to, a level squish would turn out uh, psychologically and would like to hear feedback. Well, oh I mean, God. Jesus, I feel like I'm level 80, so... A fucking leveling squish. Ugh. You don't need to do that. You just need to lower really the XP don't. requirements. You just need to make it you faster. Need to stop making the curve so fucking gigantic when you do these crunches. It's like the fucking leap in power is retarded. And it's all. And I <clears> listen, <throat> they've already explained it. The reason why they have such big leaps in power is because they want mythic raiders to feel like they're being rewarded for doing mythic. 
So they have these giant item level differences between mythic and heroic rating. The solution is simple. Two fucking difficulties. Hard and normal. That's it. You can call it mythic, whatever. And you don't reward mythic players with the fucking gear. Instead, all the gear is acquirable across fucking spectrum of crafting, PvP, and fucking raiding in normal difficulties or mythic dungeons, whatever. And then cosmetics are what you're getting fucking... You get cosmetic shit from doing, you know, reaching the highest ranking of fucking PvP or doing mythic uh, raiding and shit. And maybe even mythic dungeons, I don't know. Whatever, man. You fucking hire me already. Um, <laughs> the team is. We'll be your Kojimas. So here, here's a futile fucking thing, and game developers need to understand this. The team has taken a lot of steps to be more aggressive against toxicity in chat. They plan to introduce some of the technology used in other Blizzard games to address toxicity faster. Um, okay, let me explain this to both players and devs. Number one, there is an ignore system on Twitter. There's an ignore system in just about every chat program that exists. And there's an ignore system in World of Warcraft. The reason why these are put in is to deal with toxicity. If you don't like something someone's saying, you block them. You yeah, well, it. in today's day and age, you don't just fucking ignore it. You have to, you know, you have to get justice. There has to be justice. And the problem with that is you will never get justice and you will never change them. It doesn't work. You can silence somebody that is toxic. They will just find another way to be toxic. The best thing to do is to use the block feature. It exists. It already exists. It's not a problem. You're making a problem that doesn't exist because of stupid people that, oh, these guys toxic. Block them. Oh, I mean, I pretty much ignore trade chat and shit. Without even having to ignore anything, it's I just turn scrolling off words. General chat all the time. You don't need it. It's called general chat. It's literally there for just chatting with idiots. And if you think you're gonna have like have great, uh, but I like having conversations with people. Then how about this? Start up a stream and do IRL chat, or fucking go to an actual chat room somewhere. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, but we all share World of Warcraft. Yeah, and there's forums out there of people that also do. Jesus fuck, man. You just move the goalposts. The team is trying to strike a balance between deterministic goals and RNG. Ian acknowledges that the RNG has gone too far. Going forward, they are introducing some vendors and trying to implement more deterministic methods of obtaining important, important gear. I mean, welcome to fucking me telling you this shit. Yeah, welcome to Wrath of the Lich ago. King. Fuck. Jesus Christ. The team has discussed improved bad luck protection and streak breaking. Getting multiple of the same item, especially in weak, weekly caches. You already did this in Legion with legendaries! <laughs> How the fuck can you have to... Are you fucking serious? The previous expansion, you already had this problem and addressed it. And you're telling me that you're sitting here going, well, you know what we figured out in BFA is that we got some problems with bad luck protection and streak breaking. We need to deal with that. <laughs> you already had that for legendary. This is like this is like the bungee thing all over again, right? It like, is. hey guys, there's this brand new feature that we're totally not bringing back from the first game. <laughs> Praise us, Jesus Christ! I mean, what is happening at Blizzard? Are they just all fucking doing peyote or something? Did they fucking celebrate? The game might be better the if they were. Of- it might be better. 
oh, I just had this revolutionary idea that no one's ever thought of before, man. And it would probably be true. It would probably suck, but at least it would be actually <laughs> yeah. new. Yeah, the team plans to continue to retire bad Azerite traits. And oh, you should have just stopped at retire. I was excited. The entire team <laughs> plans to retire. The Period. team is pretty satisfied <laughs> with the offensive portion of the global cooldown changes. They want to avoid macroing a bunch of abilities into one key and better designs. But yeah, well, let me tell you something. They're slowly starting to remove abilities off the global cooldown that weren't on the global cooldown. I can see... In a, I don't know in, why they're mutually in exclusive. In an expansion or two, they're probably going to be back to where they were. I mean, it's why just, why can't you just make it so that you can't macro multiple things off the global cooldown together, but still keep them off the global cooldown? Oh, here's, a, here's an they example. They can just share a cooldown with each other, like fucking Hellstones and Potions. Heroic Leap are being taken off the global cooldown in 8.1. Just remove macros. Nobody really uses them. It's such a small portion of the player base that uses macros. Just remove macros. People mostly use add-ons anyways that just call macros for them. Uh, well, the add-ons wouldn't be able to use the macros if... Macros are like an idea from vanilla before add-ons were a giant thing. Just remove access to macros by the general player. Like, just take that UI element out of the game. You can still be there for add-ons, but just take the UI element out of the game to access it. And then you're fine. Hey, just, you know how people do their custom emotes and shit. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, dying armor is basically tenting and it works against what the art team creates in terms of gear. No, just be honest. You, you, the technology doesn't work. You don't have the technology for that with this game. Just be honest. Look, the, and, that's such bullshit, man. And, and... If it does work, which it probably does, if the if it actually exists, and I'm giving them too much credit, uh, the realistic situation here is that it undermines their ability to put in one one gear set and then reward different tiers of rating by just changing the colors, because that's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, are you. Are you a heroic raider? You get the green version of but this. But again, set. that's such a small fucking problem. Like, who cares? Yeah, who gives who a shit? People want to mix, mix and match the fucking transmog shit they've been picking up for 15 years. And yeah. it sucks when it's like, man, <laughs> I would really like to have these shoulders, but the colors don't match the rest of my <laughs> shit. Hey, I'm a fire I'm mage all, and everything's right. fucking purple and green in this fucking game. I guess I'll yeah. use the only things that have fire on them. Yeah, Son exactly. Bitch. So... Put dying in your fucking game. Stop being lazy and fucking rewarding people with different colored gear for different. different yeah, I tiers. mean, I, I don't get it. Like, they make it these excuses saw- as if it's oh man, yeah, we thought about it. like there are other MMOs that do this. Not what is that, your fucking like, problem? Listen, I've already solved your problem for you, Blizzard. You have mythic rating and normal rating. That's it. There's one gear set that you get in terms of visuals, and then there's a an advanced looking gear set that has like sparkles on it and shit that you get for mythic but it's not better gear item level it's just visuals and then you can dye those two sets any fucking color you want the difference between the mythic and the normal one is the mythic one has shiny shit on it or whatever fuck i've just made life easier for you in more ways than one now you don't have to balance four different fucking difficulty levels now you only have to make one gear set 
and you don't have to make a different fucking bunch of colors to it. Now you don't have to worry about doing this number crunch every second fucking expansion because you don't have to do these giant leaps in numbers every goddamn time for every fucking raid cycle. Oh, it's a new raid dungeon? We got four different sets of gear. That means we have to jump from what we currently have, and then we got to do another jump, and then another jump, and then another jump for Mythic. And then when the next fucking raid comes out, we got to do a bigger jump from that. Like I said, you just go one jump, one jump, one jump. That's it for an entire fucking expansion cycle. Seriously. I mean, you don't, it doesn't need to be, game. what is it, like a 40 or 50 item level jump between raid tiers? It doesn't even need to be that. It doesn't it's need like, to be that. It needs to be like 10. Because the people who are going to do that stuff, right. well, they're like, I'm not going to bother Mythic rating. It's only a 10 item. Well, like, even, no, these people so. are going to be like, well, fucking 10 item. I got to hit max. Even if you do did it. 20, even if you did 20 item levels, let's say the current max tier was 330 item level. And then the next raid is what? 350. That's fine. But right now it's like the next level, your 330 item level. You're ready to raid my dude. Raid yeah, Mythic raids dro- now. Or raid what, finder drops 330. Uh, normal raid drops 350. Uh, heroic drops 355. Mythic drops 370. It's like, that's so you just went from that's if it's not to seventy. Yeah, you just went from three thirty to three seventy when you could have just went to three fifty, and then you can save yourself one or two expansions down the line before you need to do a goddamn number crunch again. It's just fucking Jesus Christ. This is basic shit. I mean, I don't know if they can do another number crunch. Why do you even when you have go up- four difficulty levels for raiding? What the fuck, raid finder for people that just. You know, don't want to have to deal with getting a group together, which honestly is more difficult than actually getting a group together because it's random people every time you do Raid Finder. Whereas if you have a guild and it's people you know, (laughs) and by the way, most people just use the fucking looking for group to fill out their group anyways in normal. Why is there normal and then heroic and then mythic? Why is there even normal and heroic? Why is that a thing? I don't have the answers. So dumb. I, it's so fucking stupid. There should be normal difficulty and that's it. Get rid of Raid Finder. You don't need Raid Finder. People already fucking pug heroic dungeons. They already do it. You already have a system for that. You put the system for that in a couple expansions ago. Okay? You, you made it to where people can form groups and then you can click a button to get invited to that group. That's all you have to do. And you get into fucking Discord. Hey, look at that. It's that simple. Jesus Christ. It sounds simple, but coding is hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the WoW Classic demo has sharding because everyone is starting a character in the same spot and wanted the demo to run smoothly. Yeah, whatever. That's because you have one server, jackass. <laughs> they might use sharding in very limited ways for WoW Classic to address launch day problems, but not for long once community... No, fuck off. You don't get to do that. Launch day problems are part of vanilla. Are you fucking kidding me? This is what people want. People want to sit next to a boar for 45 minutes trying to tag it before the next 15 assholes standing next to him do. That's what they want, Blizzard. They think they do, but they do. But they give do. it to them. Just but fucking it, but... get. I don't understand, Blizzard. Just give it to them. Give them what they fucking want, 
and they'll shut the fuck up when they realize, wow, I'm a fucking retard. And every 15 years, we can give them what they want. Just leave that on the back burner. And every 15 years, you restart WoW Classic. Hey, guys, WoW Classic's back in season. 15 years, it's the 30-year anniversary of WoW Classic. Go play it and remember how much it fucking sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Alex will cover all of Azshara and Gallywix's pleasure palace once the team allows him to do so. What the fuck does that mean? Is this one of is this an answer to one of these stupid fucking questions some idiot nerd gets up? What's you guys' favorite place to eat? I know that people are watching and want answers, but I'm really concerned about whether you like cheese on your burger or not. What's your favorite color? <laughs> some of these questions, man. <laughs> this is the one time you get to ask serious questions face to face and maybe possibly not get a non-answer Look answer idiots stepping up there dressed up in an overwatch costume or something and they're like hi i've been playing world of warcraft for a long time and it's really exciting to stand up here and talk to you guys but uh i was just wondering can i have a hug <laughs> somebody <laughs> shoot this person <laughs> god all right, armor type transmog restrictions are in place because of class identity. Yeah, okay. What the fuck are you talking about? I see fucking paladins running around looking like death knights all the time. The restrictions have maybe been that identifies a, a death knight, you know, with items such as heritage armor that can be worn by any class. Just get rid of the restrictions. Get rid of it. There's it's it's pointless. Okay, you have. You have made gear where paladins are wearing kilts, so it looks like they're wearing dresses. So what's the point? Almost every class has had a kilt variation. Even Death Knights. The only class that has it are warriors. That's it. Warriors are the only plate-wearing class that hasn't had a fucking, like, kilt dress thing from the legs down. And you're sitting here like, we're worried about class identity <laughs> what what are you talking about most fucking cloth and gear looks like they're wearing plate somewhere armor on their shoulders right now every time they say class identity there's a fucking fire mage casting frost nova somewhere not only that but he's wearing shoulders that look like they're made out of fucking metal <laughs> like, like jesus Christ. Yeah, from what i've seen of just the raid gear even for cloth wearers like mages because i'm mage uh there's fucking metal on it yeah. The Void Elf shit, the just heritage get, armor, looks like out. metal. Well, they said specifically they were talking about that in terms of it can be worn by any class, and that that's where they've loosened it a bit. How yeah. about you loosen it all the way? Just You have to fucking it. level an entire full, well, not full, I mean, level 20 to 120 just to get the fucking shit. Why are you going to limit it? That is, the, that is your limiting factor. You have to hey, fucking man. level another character manually to get it. All right, let's Google real quick. Uh, when was transmog put into WoW? <clears throat> Transmogrification patch seven zero three. No, that's changes. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Transmog. When was this put into the game? Patch four point three added transmog. Four point three. What's that? Dude. Cataclysm. Cataclysm, Hour of Twilight patch. The final patch of Cataclysm added transmog. We are now up to 8.1, and that's where they're going to allow you to transmog 
all sorts of one-handed weapons on top of fist weapons. You know, this entire expansion with my Demon Hunter, I've been having this problem where I have to use my artifact appearance because they keep giving me fist weapons. And the only thing you could transmog over fist weapons, aside from the artifact appearance, are fist weapons. And their fist weapons suck. Because they don't display on your character at all. And most of them are low poly as fuck or look stupid. You want to fish Just on your give hand? people fucking Wolverine claws and call it a day. Just give them the option to translamog anything into anything. Anything into anything. Wands will still not be able to be transmogged over because they're unique and do range damage. Fuck off. No one uses wands. The only reason they do is because you keep shoving it down people's throats. Get fucking Even wands when out of the use game. Wands, they don't auto attack with them. What the fuck is this game developer talking about? Who's wanding shit? Oh, shit. That kobold throws me in place and is running away. I guess I'll use my wand to attack it. No, this I mean, vanilla uh, blizzard. Yeah, and vanilla you used them because it didn't take up your main weapon slot. And it well, was not only that, but it also. Everything <laughs> took forever to cast. So exactly. Like, if you fucking. Now you have like so many fucking auto casts or instant casts, it's just like, I'll just fire blast it. Yeah, what the fuck? And mana never returned to you, you know? Yeah, mana was an investment back then. Oh, God, I hope that's in vanilla. Please let that be in vanilla. <laughs> My God, 60 gold. I ran Nax 40. That was top-tier content. Nax 40. And I could I could manage to struggle up 60 gold a day to pay for my fucking repairs. Which, by the way, a plate wearer had to pay more than anybody else did back then because plate costs more on durability. I had to pay 60 gold repair bills every night. So Yeah, doesn't sound like a lot now, but... My Back then, 60 gold was... Uh, 60 gold. That was more than your way, mount. <laughs> by the way, farming 60 gold wasn't like me just going out doing quests like it is now and shit. It was getting on a rogue and farming fell cloth and fell wood, which had like a 1% drop rate off of satyrs. And then selling it on the auction house and hoping people bought it for the price of 2 gold. Oh, boy. Uh, the average person was bringing in a couple gold a day just by doing dungeons and shit. One or two gold a day. Yeah, it was and a big deal when uh, Burning Crusade came out and just by doing the dailies on uh, the Isle of uh, Hemina, Hemina? Yeah. yeah. Both you just do the circle Both and that's 200 gold and people are like, holy shit, I can get 200 gold a day? Yeah, that was a big that deal. That was fucking yeah. huge. That's why it was probably the best patch they ever did because I was doing fucking knacks before that and then that shit came out. I'm like, this is great! This is great! I get to kill people on my mage running around as arcane because that patch also introduced viable alternate specs. So for the first time, you didn't have to be fire. You didn't have or, or frost. Which well, was everyone it, was frost? a mix. I mean, I, I remember someone was asking were, me because oh I, I played mage even back then. They were <laughs> they were asking like, uh, so uh, what's the best? What's the best class? And I'm like, well, you know, fire's good. Frost is kind of good for, you know, solo. Well, you had shit. to play frost. Like, You're what forgetting a, what, resistances. But they're, they're like, like, what a... What's uh, uh, what's arcane good for? I'm like, buffing your other specs. Buffing your other specs. <laughs> it's like there was no arcane blast. You had arcane missiles, and that was it. Yeah, it was just arcane missiles. And, and it wasn't this like pew 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 pew. And by the way, three bolts, three times. By the way, you couldn't play fire until Ancarage came out for Molten Core and Blackwing Lair, which by the way was most of Vanilla's lifespan. You had to play Frost. 
because everything was fucking fire resistant. Because yeah. you're fighting fire elementals and dragons, and they're all fire resistant. So you had to play Frost. But that's that okay, because it. you had Frostbolt. You had all your fucking spells. No yeah, matter what true. spec you were. So here's so here's something that I'm excited for people to get back. The, the idea that if you don't play a mage, and you want to log on and do some daily killing of mobs or stuff like that, or going around grinding out stuff, you got to sink that one to two gold you get every day into buying water. <laughs> every fucking mob you try to kill is going to take 15 to 20 casts and you're going to have to sit and drink after every one of them. Hell, if you're a warrior, you got to get involved in bandaging. That's my still dude. something that's fucking stupid. I mean, I even remember before I started playing WoW, my friend Steve played WoW. And he's like, let me just show you WoW, man. You're going to love this. <laughs> and I'm just watching him after every fucking thing, just sitting down and drink. I'm like, you're just going to sit down and drink in the middle of this? It's and he's the like, same yeah. if you're a melee, too. You got to sit and eat between every Yeah, pool. he was a warrior. He was an orc warrior. Every, every minute, every uh, two minutes, you can bandage. Yeah, but like, he's showing me the game. He's just fucking killing mobs out in the world, and after every single one, yeah. he's just sitting down, popping a squat and drink. I'm like, what are you doing? Like this, And it's never gotten less ridiculous. It's I've always been like, what? Ugh. Oh, this is why rogues were gods, because they could kill shit so quickly and also could keep it from hitting them because of not only dodge mechanics and how they used to work back then, but also because of because the dodge agility gave them dodge and they had so much fucking agility. They had so much dodge, but they'd also be able to keep them stun locked while they killed them. So like <laughs> as a rogue, it was great. But if you weren't a rogue, anything else, boy. Yeah, I mean, as a frost mage, you could like basically not get hit by enemies. You just max out the distance of your frost bolt, hit them with that, slows them down. If they get close to you, you uh, frost nova and then blink away. So let's just real but quick. <laughs> you still would have to fucking drink because of your mana. Right. So yeah, and if yeah, you, you were, didn't get that's hit. That's why but... mages were great because you could make your own. You yeah. didn't have to spend money on it. They were money makers. Mages and rogues were the money. Oh makers. man, and reagents. Oh my god. <laughs> Can I get a portal? Uh yeah, 20 silver please. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to bring me a fucking rune, a rune of portals. <laughs> that even for buffing as paladins, you had to get those tokens to do paladin. Yeah, buff. I think arcane like if you you could do arcane and intellect for free, but if you wanted to do it to the whole raid, it was arcane brilliance and that required a reagent. Don't you fucking die. You're going to owe me money. <laughs> Oh, God, I hope it all comes back, and I hope everyone's like, oh, I remember this sucked. <laughs> <laughs> this was awful. So that's pretty much it for the Q&A, and I want to take this opportunity to finish off well by listing off for the <clears> listeners. <throat> all the classes, that, if you're thinking about playing classic, I'm going to list for you, just to help you out as somebody that's a veteran of WoW and was there at launch day and played in the beta and all of that. I'm here to tell you exactly what classes you don't get to play in Vanilla WoW, okay? Because the Burning Crusade is what made classes viable outside of Spectre. I mean, technically, it was that final Queldenas patch, Isle of Queldenas, that was the start of it. But it wasn't until Burning Crusade that you really started getting some of the classes being viable. So here's a list of things you can't play as. Uh, Balanced Druid, Feral Druid, Guardian Druid, that doesn't exist, it's just Feral. Uh, Ret Paladin, Protection Paladin, Arms Warrior, Four Fury Warrior, Fire Mage, Arcane Mage, Warlock. 
just all those spe- all warlock specs <laughs> all of them <laughs> okay <laughs> it's the worst class in the entire never of die Vanilla. but <laughs> you no know, it, it drain life doesn't even do anything back then more to the point like you do less damage than mages and other ca- caster dps but you have to bring soul shards bags and bags of soul shards to yeah do there anything. are bags specifically for your soul shards you don't get to play. Uh, I already said retribution. Well, hold on. Just, to- here's a little <laughs> sidebar, uh, just to tell you how bad warlocks were back then. I, I, I'm a mage, uh, a mage by trade. So uh, level 32 mage questing in uh, what's that swamp? It's not swamp of sorrows. It's the other one. Tell, With all the, the alligators one, the, and shit. The, yeah, the one uh, in Theramore, right? Yeah, <laughs> near Theramore. Yeah. Uh, Dust Wallow Marsh. Uh, yeah, Dust Wallow Marsh. So I got this quest to go find this fucking witch's hut out in the middle of the swamp. So I get there, and uh, there's a level 40 warlock that I don't see. And uh, he tries to gank me, and I win as a 32 mage. Go watch World of Roguecraft right now. Google it. YouTube that shit. World of Roguecraft. Okay? R-O-G-U-E. Rogue. The guy Not who rouge. did that. The guy who did that video series and it's a three part there's three parts watch all three of them the guy who did that video series played a warlock through all of vanilla loved the concept of warlocks and everything and he he what he did was showed everybody because the the world of warcraft was mostly rogues back then people were playing rogues because you know ninjas yeah it was a mage's nightmare because there's nothing you can fucking do about it there's nothing you can do all of a sudden your camera spins around and you're like oh fuck me you're dead. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> You're already so, dead. Not only that, but they couldn't get. It got to the point where rogues weren't being invited to the five man dungeon runs because there were so many rogues. And they were all assholes who would just ninja your fucking gear. Oh, absolutely. They're pieces of shit most of the time. And this guy took his friend's rogue and played it naked with a level one worn dagger and was killing top level pvpers with fucking warlord titles and shit okay grand marshals and warlords which were the highest pvp rankings you could afford and he was killing them and they never got to do a thing he would just go up to him and he'd do that shit i talked about he had his you could see on his little ui he had the server heartbeat thing going and he would open up with a kidney shot or with a uh with a cheap shot and then he'd he'd sit there and do nothing he'd wait He'd wait until the kid until it almost ran out, and then he'd hit him with kidney shot, and he'd wait for that energy to tick up, and he'd keep doing this, and he'd go out of fucking. He'd it got to the point where he would be able to go out of combat and stealth before they even got unstunned, or because he would blind them and then just restealth and restart the process. There were no diminishing returns back then. Okay, <laughs> you just you were stunned the whole way. There were no diminishing returns. <laughs> oh, and by the way, uh, with these PvP rankings, it's not like you just grind it out. Uh, there's only a certain number of each rank that you're allowed. So if you're, yeah, if you're yeah. not as much of a no-lifer as that fucking Grand Marshal, guess what? You'll never get it. Ever. You'll never get it. That's right. And you can fall back. You can lose the ranking <laughs> from not participating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's it's not something where like you go up constantly and get honor gear honor points it's every tuesday you have to wait till tuesday for those honor kills to group up and then give you your reward <laughs> okay so 
This guy in his video World of Roguecraft, one of the videos, he shows what it's like to PvP as a warlock, and it is fucking ridiculous. It's two warlocks, I believe, fighting each other, and it's pathetic. <laughs> it's the most <laughs> pathetic. The fight goes on for 20 minutes or some shit like that. They use all their cooldowns. It's fucking crazy. All right, so back to what you can't be. You can't be an elemental shaman. You can't be an enhancement shaman. You can be a resto shaman and kill people with frost shock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you I mean, you could also do that chain lightning thing. There was that yeah. thing that people that used to do where they yeah. used to stack something and then cast chain lightning and everything would just yeah. fucking die. Mm -hmm. uh, you what, what else? You, you don't get to be a death knight because those didn't exist. You don't get to be a monk and you don't get to be a demon hunter. Those None of those exist. Uh, you don't... Uh, let's see, what else? What else do you not get to be? Uh, if you're a rogue, you don't get to be a subtlety rogue or an assassination rogue. It's combat only, my dudes. Uh, let's see what else. And this is for PVE. For PvP, certainly you can be an you can be an assassination rogue and get cold blood and shit like that. Absolutely, that's almost required. Uh, <clears throat> what else can you not be? What classes am I missing here? I know there's one more class I'm not thinking of. Priest. You don't get to be a shadow priest or a discipline priest. Holy only, mighty. Holy only. <laughs> but don't worry, you'll be dipping some of those talent points into these other specs just to, you know, get something for holy or the one spec that you're allowed to play. So you'll probably yeah. have to, you know, dump a bunch of points into shit you don't want or need just so you can get that one thing you do. Yeah. If you're a hunter, you uh you get to be beastman uh, you get to be marksman cuz beastmaster is t is trash. So if you've been playing beastmaster for a long time, uh it wasn't Tough a titties. spec that worked back then. Uh, and you're certainly not survival, uh, which got really fun at one point. But then, you know, now it's just become a melee spec, which is still kind of fun. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I think I covered all of that. Uh, you get to be a you get to be a here's what you do get to be. You get to be a uh, protection warrior. You get to be a holy paladin. You get to be a marksman hunter, a combat rogue. You get to be a holy priest. You get to be a resto shaman, a frost mage, and a resto druid. And you don't get to be a warlock. <laughs> I mean, you can play one, but you're just a detriment to everyone. The only reason why people bring you is for health stones. Literally, that's it. Health stones and soul and stones. Summoning for combat res. And summoning portals. Your, your usefulness is utility only not DPS meters. But hey, good news is DPS meters weren't a thing back then. Bad news is people will probably start using DPS meters in vanilla, and it's going to be atrocious. And I'll tell you why it's going to be atrocious. Because the top of the DPS meters are always going to be rogues. Forever. 100%. You, it's not gonna, you're not going to compete. Not even remotely. Uh, if you're Fucking playing easy a mage, mode. if you're playing a mage, you're just in the back doing damage people want you there because you provide them with free water and water <laughs> oh and by the way food and water is separate so enjoy that yeah you got to drink and eat both separately <laughs> yeah and you have to level it up there's actually different oh, mage yeah. spells you get as you level and as soon as you get it you're like wow my health goes up so fast 
And then as you level, uh, it gets worse. It's not a percentage. Well, if you're a melee, if you don't have uh, uh, 300 out of 300 on on uh, one-handed swords, you miss a lot of attacks. <laughs> so you have to go somewhere and level Oh, yeah. Is there, there a hit rating? Is there a hit cap? Or was that oh. wrath? I think that was wrath that added hit, but you still have... But that's because they took out weapon skill. The weapon skill exists in, in World of Warcraft, and you have to get it to 300. Yeah, so enjoy, you and know, casting your... Your Arrow fucking weapon. big hitter spell and just watch it fly right by the fucking enemy. Miss! <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, and they'll also resist your spells? That's fun. Random resists. Yeah, especially, like, you can't, again, this is why you can't play fire. Because there are so many fire elements. Well, no, the there's there's Warcraft. resist like that, but even just regular mobs, sometimes you'll just oh, cast yeah, yeah. a spell and they'll just be like, resist. Resist, yep. And oh, they don't take any damage. Enemy. It's 15 fucking fireballs to kill one thing. Yeah, what's 15 times 3 seconds? 45 oh, seconds? Um, you get your normal mount at level... Uh, 40. 40. So enjoy and running around the barons. And good luck affording any of that. Yeah, what was it? I think it was only like 40 gold total for the skill and your first mount. And uh -huh. uh, that's like a month of grinding. I will tell you right now, I'm going to do the same thing a lot of people are going to do. If I play vanilla, I'm going to play rogue. <laughs> no reason not to. No reason not to. It's that you're invisible, first of all. Which, uh, by the way, the only class that rogues would even remotely struggle against is going to be warriors. And those warriors have to Paladins. know what the fuck they're doing. Oh, and oh my yeah, god, how can we forget paladins. this? Guess what, Alliance? You're not going to get shamans. And guess what, Horde? You're not going to get paladins. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> not till the Burning Crusade, my dude. Man, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, No Man's Sky, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, for Halloween, they uh, came out with this abyss update which uh apparently has subnautica. underwater shit like subnautica yeah it looks like subnautica kind of yeah that looks cool i'll probably win a couple more upgrades for that before i go back and play it again or maybe i don't know depends on if we get a dry spell we got a lot of shit to do re uh, lately but yeah you know if february comes and uh <clears throat> we don't have a good time with uh what's it what's it called what's it called i can't think of it off battlefield no no resident evil call of duty, duty. Fallout 76. Anthem. Anthem. <laughs> if Anthem isn't that great, then maybe we'll talk about playing No Man's Sky again and shit. I mean, yeah, you can dip into it, but and No Man's Sky is never going to be that game that I just play nonstop. It's just going to really be, there's really nothing better to it, do. It's stuff. It's difficult to play a game like that with your friends because uh, it wasn't built from the ground up to be a survival game with friends. So until they get that flesh out, it's going to always feel tacked on and not great. Yeah. Is it just me or is there like nobody in your server? Look at this. Yeah, that's because you're looking at the uh, admin section. Oh. It'll only show you the people who are allowed to see it. Oh. Yeah, everyone okay. fucking left, man. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all over. 100 people just. Hi, I didn't just... realize it was based off what channel you have selected. All right. Um,. Yeah, there's nothing to say about that. It's a, it's kind of subnautica looking. Like you can build shit underwater. There are some creatures underwater. I think there's even bad creatures underwater, and you can get an underwater craft, vehicle, whatever. 
yeah, you know, it's Minecraft at this point. It's it's like it's trying to be Minecraft at this point where it doesn't really add things with sus- substance to them. It just adds like like uh, I mean I think it's kind of cool that uh that's cool it opens sure. up the the possibility of like pure water planets with actually yeah, yeah. stuff to do on them well those already kind of existed with like very tiny land masses yeah but there's not much you could do underwater you know the game's still cool I remember like the last time we played I landed on a uh I landed on a um, a planet that was frozen and when I got out like I had to dig underground to survive and build a little thing under there and it was I like the effects for the blizzard that was happening outside were really cool and that planet was really interesting to me Unfortunately, yeah, makes me want to play Star Citizen. Portals. Yeah, which <laughs> looks great. <laughs> well, uh, we'll see you in 10 years. Yeah, one day. Uh, fucking RDR2, there's a glitch apparently. Yeah, so horses will randomly light on fire. <laughs> I saw this uh, video where he's riding around on his horse and he's running circles around this other horse, like trying to wrangle him or something. And uh, the horse gets spooked and throws him and he turns back and looks at his horse laying on the ground next to the other horse. And like, it just gets caught on fire. It just starts burning slowly. And then it turns into a raging fire and the horse standing next to him catches fire too and falls on top of the other horse. And this guy runs over like, Hey, and then he lights on fire and fucking dies. (laughs) So I don't know, maybe leftover code from GTA or something when your vehicle catches fire. Mm. I don't know what's going on. It's not a big deal. It's more funny than anything. But uh, yeah, there's a bunch of videos of yeah, just horses falling right over now. and catastrophe uh, ensues. Here's what I here's what I noticed. So, okay, uh, I think this is not really a glitch. Well, I mean, I don't know that it's not a glitch uh, with the horses. I think there's technically fire on the ground, and he and it's not showing because. When you watch the video, he's walking just normal, and then the the horse's health just starts declining, and the horse starts freaking out, and then eventually bucks him off, which a horse will do. And the horse falls over, and then there's fire on the ground, and the horse is on fire too. So it looks like there was fire on the ground somehow. Like that's the glitch. It's not that the horses are combusting; it's that there's some like fire patch or some shit on the ground left over. Or something. Now I know there's hot and cold in this game. I've been playing RDR two for a little while, and there's hot and cold elements. Like you can store outfits on your horse, and a lot of stuff has to do with your horse. By the way, like you store guns on your horse and stuff like that. When you're around your horse, it's basically got everything you need on it. But if you want to take something until you get more holsters, you kind of have to take it off your horse and carry it with you over your shoulder or whatever. Um, one of the aspects of that is hot and cold. I haven't been in a hot climate, so I don't know if the game tells you something like that. Maybe maybe it is a combustion thing and he's in a hot climate. I don't know. No, oh, that's uh, what happens when you're dehydrated. You know, you just I know you wake freeze up on fire. You'll start freezing to death if you don't have good the clothing for it if you go up into the mountains and shit. By the way, learned this yesterday. The entire map from Red Dead One is in Red Dead Two. That's fucking awesome. I had no idea. So it's basically the map from Red Dead 1. And no, I don't mean Revolver. Fuck off all the people that keep saying that. I mean Red Dead 1. Nobody gives a fuck about Red Dead Revolver. Stop talking about it. Red Dead Redemption 1. Well, every time I see somebody say Red Dead 1, so they don't have to say Red Dead Redemption every fucking time, 
some idiot in a chat is like, you mean revolver? No, you don't know more than me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nobody played that shit game because it was shit. Red Dead Redemption is what people mean because it's the good one. And this is a pre this game is a prequel, by the way. A little bit of spoiler. This game is a prequel. And I'm throwing my spoiler up here. This is a spoiler if you haven't played Red Dead Redemption 1. This game is a bit of a prequel that takes place a couple years or so before Red Dead Redemption 1. In Red Dead Redemption 1, you play John Marston, who used to run with Dutch's gang and these like uh FBI types, you know, it's it's their it's it's not the FBI, but it is the FBI. You know, they 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 can't the Fed. Put, yeah, right, the Fed, Federal Bureau, or, or something is what they're called in in these games for Rockstar. Uh, <clears throat> they force you. They come to your home where, as John Marston, you're trying to just you got out of the gang and you're trying to just live a life on a ranch and raise your son, who's now like a teenage boy. He's like 13 or something like that, you know, which is age to be a man. <laughs> I've talked about this before on stream, I think, where <clears throat> you play as Marston and you have to hunt down your old gang, Dutch's gang, <clears throat> because the feds come to you and say that if you don't, they're going to they're going to put you away. So you go after and kill Bill Williamson, you go after and kill Dutch and you go after and kill uh, uh, Escuela, who are three members that are surviving of the gang. And then uh, the feds betray you and you die and your son buries you and your son is the character you play as the game continues. In Red Dead Redemption 2, you play as Arthur, who is a member of Dutch's gang years prior to those events. And John Marston is in the gang. He's a member of the gang and walks around. It's, it's a really cool dynamic to have uh, two, two main player characters exist in a game together and, and see them interact and stuff like that. And his son's there... And he's like fucking nine or some shit or whatever, like eight or nine years old. <clears throat> and it's really interesting because the two, I just hit the point in the game where the two fed guys who, who force Marston to do the thing, approach Arthur and try to get him to do the same thing. And Arthur's like, go well, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really cool. The, the really cool aspect to this game in terms of story wise is they're kind of, you know, these guys that were villains in the last game that were just kind of like outlaws that you didn't really care about and were just monotonously killing because you, you, you know, you, to you, they were villains. You didn't run with them in a gang. Now you're running with them, doing stuff for them and doing stuff with them. And, and the character around them is building. And it kind of gives a whole different uh, outlook on Red Dead Redemption 1. That's pretty cool. This game is definitely really good. It's a shame that I'm playing it on console because there's certainly hitching that happens when you enter Valentine and stuff like that. I think it was meant to be You got to upgrade to PS4 Pro, my dude. Yeah, I think it was meant to be played on a PS4 Pro. Uh so I can't wait for it to come out on PC when it does. I'll get it on PC again and play it. I think it's worth it. I think it's certainly worth it. I can see myself putting 120 hours into these games respectively uh, because there's just so much shit to do. Like, it's just like, it's got that GTA element of, you know, having a lot of different things you can do, but it's, it's expounded upon. It's like, it's what you'd expect coming from GTA five into another game by rockstar where there's just even more to do. You could set up a camp anywhere. You can craft stuff anywhere at that camp. You can hunt and kill animals. You can skin them and just take their skins and put them on the back of your horse and stack those up and take those off to somebody and sell them. Or you can donate them to the gang so that the gang can have them and you can get satchel upgrades and shit like that by the guy that does leatherworking there. 
you can you can hunt for food. There's a system where similar to San Andreas where you can you can uh, if you don't eat properly, you can get underweight or be overweight. And those have different effects like overweight means you have more health, but less stamina. Underweight means you have less health, but more stamina. And if you find a, a middle ground, you know, that's where you kind of want to be. Uh, your horses even have effect. There's different types of horses. There's work horses. There's racing horses. There's horses that specialize in just speed or, or some that are great for just riding. There's horses that are more loyal. And the horse system is actually really interesting. At no point does the horse just bond to you permanently and it always just does whatever. When you get in firefights or there's predators around, your horse will get skittish and you have to calm it. If you don't calm it after the firefight or you get in too many firefights or you don't you know, take care of your horse, it will fucking buck you and run away. <laughs> like <laughs> With all your shit? Yeah. You have to... T you. There's an extensive system for the horse. You can remove the saddle from your horse at any point. You can get rid of it at any point. You can get new horses and put your saddle on it. And you can have a secondary horse that just follows you around as a mule. Uh, all, all these different aspects to it. You got to brush your horse and keep it clean because if it gets dirty, it doesn't ride as well. You can you got to feed your horse. You can underfeed your horse and your horse can become underfed. There's all these aspects to it that's really fucking deep. You can fish, you can hunt, and you can obviously do bounty hunting. There's so much shit you can do in this game aside from just following the quest system. And they've really built a world which in the original Red Dead Redemption kind of had that stuff going on but it still felt like a GTA game. This game feels beyond a GTA game. This this feels like Rockstar has to really go farther, even in a GTA title after this. They're going to have to go much further than they have. Like you, Just buying property and being able to rob convenience stores isn't enough. In this game, you can put your mask on at any time, and if you don't do that and you commit a crime, you get a bounty. And that bounty stays with you forever until you either pay it off or turn yourself in. You can pay off the bounty in its full, and you're fine. You go to the post office, you, you send off as a mail order or whatever and pay it off, and you have no bounty on your head anymore. You go turn yourself into the police. You don't have to pay the money, but they take all the money that you have on you. So you can like go spend all your money or donate it to your, your, your crew or whatever uh, so that you can get upgrades for your camp, and that's whatever. Uh, but like... you. <laughs> It's really cool because you can hold anyone up at any time. If you're just trotting along a trail and there's a guy that's coming, you can put your mask up or not, whatever, if you want to get a bounty. You can put your mask up and then you can just you can focus on them with L2 and you get all these different options. Every person that you come across with, in contact with, in old GTA games, it was like you'd hit right on the D-pad in GTA 5 and you can talk shit to a pedestrian. In this game, you you can target anybody with with L2, which is you know basically the targeting system, and you get talk options. You can antagonize them to try and start a fight. Or you can just greet them. You can just be like, hey, how's it going? And they'll just be like, hey, what's up? Some people you'll antagonize and they'll be like, I'm getting out of here. Some people will be like, what the fuck did you say? <laughs> you can start fights <laughs> with people. But other times you can call people out and be like, hey, and they'll stop. And then you'll get the option to rob them. And you can point your gun. And some people will run and you have to shoot them. Or some people will like start trying to shoot you. And some people actually fucking put their hands up and, and let you rob them. It's crazy. <clears throat> they got yeah, it sounds like a good game. I just it's definitely <sighs> a good game. PC version, please. I know. It'll 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 eventually come around and you get the experience. But this game is definitely really good. I, I have seen some bugs aside from this one. I think I was riding along a trail and uh there was a carriage 
horse-drawn carriage in front of me, maybe maybe 50 to 100 meters. Like I could just barely see him going over the ridge, over the hill, uh, before going into a town. And then suddenly I just see it shoot up into the air. <laughs> I just see it shoot up into the air, and you hear it land and just, ah! <laughs> and you get over to it, and he's dead, and the horse is dead. <laughs> like... <laughs> All right, I just ignored it like the game just killed him. I'm just leaving this alone. I'm not <laughs> fucking with that. I mean, there's a lot of depth to this game. People can come along and see a murdered body and they'll investigate. And you can you can actually <clears throat> kill them and just have a chain of bodies going. Or you can uh, threaten them not to go tell on you and it'll work. But if, if they go running and telling, the police will then come over. So the AI is way better than the police in GTA 5. The 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 sheriffs or the lawmen will come over and investigate the area. And if you leave the area, you're fine. You won't get a bounty. But if you get spotted at any point, you get a bounty. And the way the bounty system works is you can, I got a $53 bounty on my head in Valentine. I can go into Valentine just fine. People will start saying things like, you should get the hell out of here. <laughs> like you caused us problems or something like that. And if you stick around long enough, bounty hunters will start showing up. <clears throat> so you have to like, you can go into a town, but you can't stay there long. Until you lose that bounty uh, by either paying it off or so what, you don't get a bounty if you have a mask on? If you have a mask on, they don't know who you are, yeah. So you don't get a bounty. <clears throat> but of course, if you enter a town with a mask on, you immediately get the suspicion on you. Like, excuse, like hey, hold on a minute. Oh, I but just think they're very comfortable. The AI, the AI is really good, too, in the sense, like, if you're in a... So I've been in a bar several times, and sometimes people will just fucking try to fight you. So you're in a bar, they're drunk, they'll just fight you. I've had moments where I've been in a bar and a guy just fought me and I knocked his ass out and then the sheriff comes over. It's like you get the little wanted thing in the top right and it's like wanted sheriff investigating. It tells you exactly what's happening. The sheriff will walk over and you'll walk outside and you can target him and choose to defuse situation. And you'll be like, calm down. And he'll be like, I want you to get the hell out of my sight. And you have to leave the little bubble of his influence. And then you can come back. You can even just come back right afterwards. But it's really cool that this. Unlike GTA 5, they don't just try to fucking murder you. (laughs) They will actually be like, it's relative to your crime. I'm not like elite dangerous. Oh my god! I fucking robbed him. Fucking elite dangerous. I'm doing a passenger mission. One person on there is a criminal or something. (laughs) I get scanned, and they fucking destroy (laughs) the entire ship with like 50 innocent people. (laughs) We did it, guys! High five! It's like fucking Team America. Like, just imagine the equivalent would be like some guy comes over and fights you. You knock him out out of self-defense and the sheriff just comes in like dual wielding revolvers, fucking killing everyone in the bar. Just to be sure. <laughs> Which one of y'all did it? <laughs> oh, God. The game is really good. And I've, I've barely even scratched the surface of it. Like I'm 12 percent completion. It is massive. <clears throat> so when it comes to PC, that's going to be great. I hope they do good DLC like they did for the first one. Some really interesting shit. That'd be nice. <clears throat> they'll probably do something where you play Marston. I have a really, I have a feeling they'll do something where you play Marston at some point. Which honestly, you play through this and you look at Arthur and Marston, and you're like, Arthur's kind of a better person than Marston. Marston's kind of a loser. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of a loser. Like he's off doing something in the camp and his wife, Abigail comes up to you and is like, can you take my son fishing? <laughs> like, I guess I'm the alpha male. <laughs> I'm going to take your son fishing. You can repay me later. 
I don't accept cash, by the way. The, there's this <laughs> moment in the game that I just had recently in terms of like how ridiculous this game is, where you have to, a guy comes running back into the, the camp and is like, one of our guys got arrested in Strawberry, which is a town way out west. And the further west you go, the less civilized it is. And the further east you go, the more civilized it is. So they're all the way out there. And he's like, and it, it's Lenny, who's one of the two black guys in the gang. The other black guy's half Indian, half black. And his name's Charlie or something like that. And you, Dutch has you, before you go save the guy that's in jail, you got to help this kid who's freaking out. So you, he tells you to take him into Valentine and, get him, Valentine and get him drunk. So you take him there and you get drunk. It's the first time they have this drunk seg segment in the game where it, it goes for the span of like 24 hours, like all night long, just cutting around all this shit that's happening. And you start in the bar and you have to, there's this, you're finally drunk and you have to go find Lenny and you're walking around, Lenny, where's Lenny? And I walk in on this room and there's this white dude getting fucked by this white woman. She's like on top, titties out and everything. And you're like, sorry. And you close the door and laugh about it. And you find Lenny up on the balcony and he's like the only black guy in the whole place. And you talk to him and hang out with him. And then, you know, you like pass out again and come to. It's all these segments in first person where you come to, and the game is in first person, by the way. You can play it that way. And, and you, he's downstairs getting, like, two guys are fucking with him. And you go down the stairs, and you're like, hey! He's like, who are you talking to? And he's like, I'm talking to nobody. <laughs> you're a nobody. And he's like, they start, he, like, you punch him, and then it cuts to all of you, including those guys, are now line dancing. <laughs> And then you black out again and you wake up and you're so fucking drunk you can't even say Lenny. He's like, Lemmy? Lemmy? <laughs> <laughs> and you're trying to find him again just like the last time, but everybody in the saloon is Lenny. <laughs> like, everybody is now a black guy with the same face wearing a different outfit. <laughs> you're going around <laughs> and you go around and target somebody and say, Lemmy? And they'll go, I ain't Lenny, you idiot, you drunk idiot. And they'll change to who they actually are until he finally shows up. Oh my god, it's so ridiculous. And you just wake up, by the way, at the end of this. You wake up randomly somewhere out in the middle of a field with your horse like Trevor style. nearby. Yeah, Trevor style, exactly. Pants around it's your ankles. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> god, that's so good. That makes me want GTA 5 Trevor is so good. Oh god. This game is definitely shaping up to be something good. So if you're out there and you're on the fence about RDR, if you want to wait for PC version, totally understandable. I'll probably get it on PC. I think it's worth. I think you'll probably end up putting way over 60 hours into this game. <clears throat> uh, but you know, uh, Pardon me. Yeah, I put like, what, 300 I hours got, into GTA? And well, I was I bought still it only lukewarm about it. I was holding on to <clears throat> the idea of getting it, but I got it because I'm moving soon, and there's going to be that period where I don't have any access to my computer or the internet. So it's, a, it's something I can just, right as I get my shit moved in, I can hook it up play it if i got one night where i you know don't have access to shit like that i can play it and have something to do so yeah you're not gonna play uh, diablo immortal on your phone is that even out yet <laughs> by the <laughs> way uh i don't know if we mentioned this did we mention that that's just a reskin from a chinese game we did we did yeah okay. <clears throat> watch the trailer for that they claim that it's not a reskin but if you're only <laughs> if you've just already watch. cloned it and then you're trying to make that an original version there's going to be some similarities, you know? How could how could you possibly make it the same? It's like Bungie. We made a new engine. It's the same engine. 
<laughs> Crazy. It came out exactly the same. <laughs> we oh, only know man. how to do one thing. <laughs> well, you get Destiny 2 for free on Battle.net. Oh, God. Don't even get me started with that shit. Go fuck yourself if you purchase Destiny 2. Yeah. You don't get anything. If you bought Destiny 2 and you stuck with it, uh, you can go fuck yourself. But guess what? If uh, if you buy our new shit and you didn't play the old one, you get it for free. <clears throat> they're so desperate. They're doing refer a friend, though. Good. <clears throat> they should be scared. They, I mean, they've already talked about Destiny 3. Now it's being worked on. I mean, they said that way back, but now they're like serious about it. It's official. So they, they're already uh, cutting their losses, I guess. But good luck. I mean, yeah. who who the fuck paid him $500 million for like a 10-year thing? Because someone just gave him even more money to do a completely new IP. Some Chinese company. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's probably, right. I think it was Tencent. The, probably the only one. Yeah. <laughs> Tencent NetEase. <clears throat> yeah. They're taking over. Jesus. Chinese overlords. Hey. You know what? It's going to be like Fuck Firefly, it. man. Eventually, Firefly everyone's going to be it, fucking man. speaking English, Chinese, English, mix. and Chinese. Yeah. Hey, fucking Firefly fucking had it, man. Say what you want about how crazy Joss Whedon has become. At least he figured it out back in the day before he got all fucking party line towing bullshit. Like <laughs> when he was a thinking person. I'm not saying that he wasn't a Democrat back then. I'm just saying he was the thinking person. Who who could see that China was come was starting to dominate? Now now they're all like China's fine. Stop being so mean to China. <clears throat> Russia's the real threat. It's the 1980s again. <laughs> they got I like, mean, with all the video game regression, it might as well be. Pretty much. Well, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? That's about it. I said yeah. my piece about Joss Whedon. <laughs> This is the Gabbler show featuring Gabbler. Sorry. I know it's, most of it. No, was I just didn't have much to say. I like reading. You, you you're on the internet and you look at things, even if you're not interested, but like me, there is nothing I am hoping for out of BlizzCon. So I'm just not watching it, not reading yeah, up it on it. Free. When I scroll through Facebook, I see some shit. That's about the extent of it. If you want a good BlizzCon, the next one will be good because it'll be around the time of the end of the expansion and they'll be teasing and announcing the next. Wow, Classic is getting its first expansion, Burning Crusade. Burning <laughs> Crusade. Oh, you know that's going to happen. God, they're, gonna have, they're just going to be repeating the same 15-year cycle. People are just paying for shit that already... I was going to say this before, like... WoW Classic is just an expansion for current World of Warcraft with, like, shit we've already done. Yeah. <laughs> At least it's not extra. The next expansion is Return to Legion. <laughs> <laughs> we've heard how excited you guys were about Legion. That's why we're making World of Warcraft a mobile game. <laughs> uh, good luck. Pressing all those little tiny icons with your big fat fingers on your tiny smudgy screen. Well, it's only three buttons now, but yeah. <laughs> Man, they should just make a fucking Diablo game. It could work. It could work. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. <laughs> 
All right. Well, good podcast. Good talk, everyone. Uh, If you're interested, you can find us on Twitch and Twitter. I'm at Seeker127Gaming. Uh, Just Seeker127 on Twitch. I stream Tuesday through Saturday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, it's the best stream on Twitch that no one's ever heard of. So if uh, you're here and you haven't seen that, go see that. Because uh, DiGiorno Pizza knows it exists. Yeah, Just that's the um, that's the meat and potatoes of my content creation. Mm-hmm. Gabler. <laughs> uh, I was just a guy who's moving. <laughs> I, you know. Yeah, it started out that you were a Twitch streamer, and you downgraded to a mobile game developer. Now you're just some guy. Next week, you'll be some girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually, Zer, my dear. Hey, Gabner? Hey, Re? I'm here with the uh, the shadow of the artist formerly known as Gabler. I'm just going to start streaming like people like Mr. Moon do, even though I'm not as popular as him. I'm just going to stream like every now and then. Like... <laughs> If I can, I'm just hitting that. I mean, I'll be around on Seeker Stream, but I'm just gonna. I don't know, man. Every he'll day be the uh, the man behind the curtain on my stream, being like, "We can't play Call of Duty multiplayer. I'm totally not streaming, and I can do what I want, but we're gonna play this other fucking game." <laughs> I gotta <laughs> save you from yourself. <laughs> hey, yeah, no complaints when it was World of Warcraft. Just saying. I don't know. World of Warcraft sucked. <laughs> it does now. You we played the shit out of Legion. <laughs> and I think you did for a while there. Honestly. What? You saved me from World of Warcraft. We'd still be playing it if you weren't like, let's stop playing this shitty game. What? You really think I have that much pull over your decision making? A little bit. I, I mean, I think I did turn, change your mind on Fortnite. Thank God. Yeah, well, that game... Yeah, that could have been a disaster. <laughs> well, or you could have been a very popular Fortnite streamer. I could have been fucking dabbing right now. I wouldn't want to be a popular Fortnite streamer. I'd be at fucking TwitchCon dabbing with fucking 12-year-olds. Yeah, look at hey. even Seth. Seth, if you're listening, we're talking about you. Tell your friends. Yeah. Tell your friends to listen to the podcast. Tell your 12-year-old friends. He was all about Fortnite, <laughs> never wanted to play World of Warcraft, and now he's all about World of Warcraft and Call of Duty. Yeah, just took uh, ten minutes of conversation for him to come around. Saved your life. You're welcome. <laughs> and you know what? The more people you share this with, the more people that we can save from Fortnite. So share mm. it around. You got a friend that uh, plays way too much Fortnite. This is the podcast Kill. for them. <laughs> Kill him. Do <laughs> Flip him a molly and then strangle him when he's passed out. <laughs> Kidding. I'm kidding. That's a very ineffective way to kill someone. <laughs> Just make them play Fortnite and kill themselves. Subuku. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's so Jesus. bad. It's all right. Well, we'll save we'll save the Fortnite rant for another day. Otherwise, it's gonna yeah. go on for another <laughs> half an hour. Yeah. And another thing that I hate. Fucking Fortnite. All right. That's the podcast. Next Sunday, we'll be having another podcast. I think, wait, are you moving? Are you going to be around next Sunday? Uh, maybe. All right. There's your answer, folks. Next Sunday. <laughs> I mean, Saturday's move day, so I don't know. It depends on if 
fucking windstream or whoever decides that they want to get their switch flipper to fucking lift that giant switch. Oh, yeah, you'll be free from Spectrum. Maybe. And before I get there and they're like, we don't, we don't, uh, you're two houses down. We don't do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, you're actually kind of close to the hub, but as you can see, the cable is just three feet too short. So <laughs> can you add the, can you extend the cable? No, we can't do that. Yeah. Well, you can oh. rent the cable extension for $20 a month. Yeah. Well, you could buy your own, that, but sir. we can't guarantee we, that it'll work. We could install that, sir, but it's going to cost you $300. <laughs> it's going to cost you three installation fee jesus christ can you do you, you remember when fucking spectrum was like two hundred dollars to install for our fucking three hundred down no did i i never told you about this when i it was free if you got when it, i uh, uh called to get their gigabit because okay first of all because we were originally time warner customers they kept telling us that like oh no we don't have gigabit available we don't have gigabit available <clears throat> so one day we had a problem. We had a tech come out and the tech's like, yeah, you're all set up for gigabit if you want it. And I'm like, I just called like three days ago and they said we couldn't get it. I'm like, well, you can. And uh, it turns out that because we were Time Warner legacy customers, Time Warner doesn't have gigabit, but Spectrum does. So we had to convert from Time Warner legacy to Spectrum. And you would yeah. think that, you know, they, there's money to be made from us switching. Someone would have fucking told us that. You understand so, that. Hold There's on. Probably hold on. Some hold on. The story is not over. Oh, okay. All right. So after we get uh, we get that information, I call up and say, "Hey, you know, we're Time Warner Legacy customers. I want to sp switch to Spectrum Spectrum so that I can get Gigabit." And they're like, "Yeah, okay, no problem." So I'm like, "So what does this entail?" And they're like, "Blah blah blah." We send someone out. They give you a new modem, and I'm like, "Is there any installation fee?" They're like, "Nope." I'm like, "All right, perfect. How much is it going to be?" And they told me, and I'm like, "Well, that's uh, quite a bit, but you know." It'll be worth it if it works out the way it's supposed to. So uh, we get the bill a month later and a $200 installation fee plus another like $40 fee for Wi-Fi. So I call them up and I'm like, look, we're not, I, they asked if I wanted the Wi-Fi and I said, no, I have my own $200 router. I don't fucking need your shitty Wi-Fi that reaches five feet. They're like, okay, yeah, no problem. We can waive that. I'm like, okay, perfect. Now, the big problem is this $200 installation fee. And they're like, well, uh, it's because of the added bandwidth. It covers the, uh, the the extra bandwidth that you're going to be using. And I'm like, no, that's why I'm paying more per month. That's what that's for. This says installation fee. Like, if it's not an installation fee, you should fucking say that. But don't tell me that my installation fee is to cover the extra bandwidth. Fuck that. And they're like, right. well, I'm sorry, sir. And I'm like, look, I asked specifically if there was going to be an installation fee. And they said no. And they're like, well... Uh, if that's true, we're going to go back and listen to uh, the tape and we'll have to verify that. And I'm like, yeah, do it. Go. So I'm like, review well, it's going to take tape. about two weeks. I'm sure enough. <laughs> two uh, weeks to review it. Yeah. But, you know, sure enough, they waived the fee. Of course they did because you have legal precedence. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people realize the whole Time Warner legacy thing is because I guarantee you due to some contract with Time Warner, People who are legacy members are protected with, by something, and they want you to get off of that protection. So they they try to carrot on a stick you out of it. They're like, hey, if you want to get this, yeah. But that means they also that. give you shittier people on the phone, and like I can tell a difference. Like, say what I'm you want about sure Spectrum exactly. service. It once you get to the right people, they they actually have much better customer service. Hmm. Like the the lady in billing who like waived the fee and everything was. Very reasonable the whole time. I mean, 
I worked in retail. I've worked in customer service. I make it a point to not take out my anger on the people answering the phone because it's not their fucking fault. And if you're pissed off and all this shit, they usually don't, they're not going to go out of their way to help you out. So, I mean, I'll tell them like, look, I know it's not you, but I want you to know that I am very angry. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, that's, that's the installation for your story. Bonus salt. <laughs> bonus, bonus salt. And, did, uh, did somebody contact PewDiePie. We'll do bonus meme. Electronic I don't know what that means. Mostly we'll do it. Oh, I got to add the mostly part. Uh, what's going on in politics? Don Lemon uh, of CNN fame, infamy, whatever, whichever way you look at it, uh, was on television recently, as he is usually. And he's a black man, a gay black man. Now, I know what you're thinking. What do either of these things have to do with what you're about to talk about? He, I'm getting to it. He said... We need to, this is verbatim what he said, and it's almost the quote, okay? I'm just, That's I might what miss verbatim like, means. I might, I might miss like one or two words here. Yeah, but not everybody understands that. I'm speaking to the 12-year-olds. Fortnite sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he says verbatim, we need to stop demonizing people, and America needs to realize that the biggest terrorist threat to the United States are white men. Okay, that's what he said, first of all. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> okay. And not because of his opinion on white men, but because he talks about having to stop demonizing people and then not even a period, but a comma later says is fucking <laughs> demonizes white people. Okay. Now maybe I, I assume he's reading off a prompter. These people aren't journalists. They're fucking front men. The, the guys that sit at desks and give you talking points, they're not journalists. They write books because they're famous, but they're not journalists. Journalists are the guys that go out and find information. Most people, most journalists don't even do that anymore. They like, they'll cite like, oh, what's your source? The Wall Twitter. Street Journal. So there's like a journalist at Wall Street Journal that used Twitter to get some shit, and then everybody else used the Wall Street Journal because I guess they're not competition. Yeah, this, this comes from everyone from my generation growing up, fucking hating and not understanding how to write a bibliography, doing right. fucking research. Now Don Lemon probably just reads from a prompt. And here's how I assume that's the case. I don't think Don Lemon believes what he says because actions are louder than words. See, Don Lemon lives in a really nice house in a 97% white neighborhood that is gated. And he fucks a gay white man every night. <laughs> okay, because that's who he's ma He's married to a white guy. So I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He ain't practicing what he's preaching, man. All right? He ain't living in Harlem with the real people that of, of his, I don't know, color, I guess. Fucking he's living in a white neighborhood, married to a white guy, sitting there going, white men are the worst thing to ever happen in this country. What? Self-deprecation. <laughs> I what suck. Do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> I make bad decisions, apparently. And of course, fucking Chris Cuomo or whatever, who's Anthony Cuomo's cousin or nephew or something like that. The guy that runs New York. That's Andrew uh, it's Cuomo. Just, it's just, yeah, it's just sitting there watching the whole time. looking like he's about to cry. Looking, he looks like his face is like, wait a minute, I'm a white guy. <laughs> but at the end, he just reads the teleprompter and he's like, you're right, Don. And I'm glad somebody said it. Don Lemon. What an idiot. 
You know what? You can say whatever you want about the shit Trump says. Absolutely, the media are the enemy of the people. When you have people on the media saying shit like that, demonizing an entire group of people because of the color of their skin, that's actual racism. Is the definition of it. Is judging people based off their skin. It's prejudice. And racism is demonizing people of their skin color. It just re- If you ever think that it's okay to say something, just replace a word with another word. Let's, let's take Don Lemon's verbatim and replace it. We need to stop demonizing people. And America needs to understand that the largest terrorist threat to the United States is the Jews. <laughs> like you can't, suddenly you're Hitler. <laughs> Watch out now. So that's the world we're living in today. Um, that's the opposition to Trump. So, I mean, you don't have, I'm not saying that you're on his side or you're on Trump's side. I'm just saying that's the opposition to Trump. That's the media opposition. Whenever, whenever Trump points at CNN and says, you are fake news, your organization is terrible. He's right. (laughs) That's what he's talking about. He's right. You got to give it to him on that one. Got to give it to him. Not like Trump, not like Trump woke up. Snuck over all fucking spy versus spy style <laughs> right over to fucking CNN headquarters and planted a briefcase to mind control Don Lemon to say that and then went and talked shit about him. Trump woke up and Don Lemon woke up and Don Lemon or whoever wrote that fucking teleprompter decided to be that way and say that shit and make themselves look that way. <clears throat> it's weird. It happens all the time. I, I see people all the time. They... They wake up and decide to do something that makes them a piece of shit, and then they act like I'm the one that made them the piece of shit for calling them out. All right? It's not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> All right, and there's your mostly. <clears throat> All right, cool. And before we go, I'm going to just uh, put something in memes for you. It has nothing to do with anything, <laughs> but it's funny. Hilarious. And, uh, that's it for Episode 8 of the Electronic Gaming Mostly Podcast. We already did our closing spiel. You got a fucking encore. So you're welcome. Keep listening. Check us out on Twitch. And uh, thanks for the support, I guess. Over 70 downloads. Thank you, those three mm-hmm. people who listened to this podcast over and over. <laughs> All right. I'm pretty sure I've seen this before, but <laughs> it's still good. <laughs> good morning, madam. Anything from the penis trolling? Anything a little less penisy? Just a giant penis, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who can't see, which is everyone, um, it's like an old-timey picture of the devil pushing like a one-wheeled wheelbarrow thing, and it looks to be a giant fucking penis lying on it. <laughs> yeah, it's not, I'm pretty sure. It's got to be like but... a loaf of bread or something. Yeah, whoever originally drew that, um, I think it's actually his dick, honestly. I don't know. Look at the face. I think it's supposed to be his dick. <laughs> I, I, honestly. Uh, I think it's some like religious anti like fornication thing. <clears throat> well, the world may never know. By the way, that's that picture right there is where the porn industry got inspiration for the sausage pizza. <laughs> Back in the day it had it was Look, just we're educational song. too. We're also an educational <laughs> podcast. We're teaching you history, current events. <laughs> All right. Now we really need to go. Thank you for All listening, right. and we'll see you next time on the Electronic Gaming Mostly podcast. Later. <laughs>